Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens One on Instagram, and this is fucking talking shit with Eagle. This is episode 67. The internet gods have been so grateful, <laughs> gracious to let us broadcast again tonight until the satellite man comes tomorrow. Hope you guys have had a beautiful Saturday. I know I did. We have an amazing guest uh, with us tonight. You've known him around the community now for years. Uh, his positive inputs, dropping his knowledge, and uh, we're lucky enough to have him here with us tonight, Medically Fit. How you doing tonight, Medical? Uh, you um, want to tell everybody where they can find you and uh, let us know how you're doing today, first and foremost? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Cannabuzz, Medically Fit. You can find me on YouTube and Instagram. Um, those are really the social sites. Uh, I'm also on the Weed Tube. Um, that's really where you'll kind of find me at. Nice, nice. Uh, super stoked you were able to take the time and join us tonight. So, uh, how was your day? Uh, well, it wasn't too bad. We had some major storms come through my area. We had hell. It flooded the streets, our yards, like. We don't get a lot of rain here in Colorado, but when it comes through, it dumped itself. And today was one of those days, like, we haven't had a good rain in a while, and we got it today. Wow. Wow. We got one uh, like that, like, a week ago. It actually broke a couple dams here in uh, mid-Michigan. Two at once in the same city, if you can believe that. I can. I like. I'm originally from Iowa, the Midwest, so I know like we can get an eight-inch train within an hour, and yeah, so I can see it happening. Well, luckily that uh, you were able to keep power, and everybody, you know, even though it was bad rain, it sounds like everything managed to be okay for the most part, huh? Yeah, yeah. It definitely needed it down here because it. I'm in what they consider the desert area of Colorado, and we needed some rain. How do you like the, I mean, Minnesota to Colorado, how do you like the temperature? That's got to be a little bit of lifestyle and temperature change there. Uh, Iowa to Minnesota, or Iowa to Colorado. Um, here's what I like about the change. There ain't nothing in Iowa. Like, you got cornfields, and you got a small town called Des Moines trying to be a big city. When I grew up, there was like 40,000, 50,000 people in that town back in the 80s, and now it's 200-some thousand people. And that's one of the largest cities in Iowa. So living in Colorado, man, I have Colorado Springs, half a million people, Denver, a couple million people. I lived in Las Vegas, which was a couple million people. So it's definitely a change from the small-town mentality to some of this. Uh, living in a bigger city uh states that got more population so it's it's a change winters people try to say winters in colorado are cold fuck they are you go to iowa minnesota and you get them negative temperatures for a week and a half where it does not get above zero colorado man it's overnight it's it's sunny it's warm in the sunshine up in the 30s you know by 10 o'clock in the morning so yeah, there's something to be said about those winds that come blasting across some farm fields, man. They cut through walls and everything. <laughs> hey, and that winter in the Midwest, because the moisture is bone chilling. 
Like it's hard to get warm when that wind's blowing. Here, it's not as bad. I don't think so, at least. Well, coming from there, it's got to be like a step up. So, probably uh, right into you a little bit. The humidity is not as bad here. So, um, it makes it a little bit, how do I call a drier cold and not a moist cold. So, it's not as bone chilling. The windshield is not as cold, like to me, is what it is in the Midwest when it happens. Well, you got something over there to smoke. Let's start it out the right way. Let's uh, do a proper sesh. Do a little dab time with my dab straw, my little ice cream straw here. What you got over there? Well, I've got a couple different things. Uh, let's try some cheesy candy Kush CRC wax I picked up from a local dispensary. That's pretty, uh, I don't want to tell it too far, but it's pretty light, pretty uh, blonde. I've got a big old cannon of uh, some uh, dominatrix from Empire Breeding. <laughs> How do you like, like uh, that, that dominatrix? It is great. It is great. Uh, it was just the opposite of the lemon lava drops that I grew. The lemon lava drops was like a lemon cleaner. It was more lemon pronounced with a, like a pine on the background in the yeah. back end. But the dominatrix was like a flip flop. The pine's more dominant and you get a little bit of lemon on the back end. Super great smoke all day. Real clear headed smoke. Uh, Real enjoyable, especially for like something like this, you know, where you want a banner and not be too foggy, but yet uh, in a good mood. Yeah. So. <laughs> See, that's some of the things that some of these concentrates um, that I'll try. If I start feeling too couch locked, I won't buy it again. Like I want stuff that I can smoke and smoke all day and go do work and get stuff done and still feel relaxed and enjoy my high because if I get stuff that's either too much CBN or too indica like I like a lot of indicas but I want them to be more harvested a little early where it's a little bit more energetic and racy and I'm just not sitting there going man I don't want to do nothing and so is that uh, does that have some good cheese in it there that uh, I know it's got it in the name but is it truly cheesy <laughs> i think it <coughs> helps relax me a little bit like that medicinal part of that cheese plus a little bit of that kush a little bit more indica to it so it helps me relax and calm down compared to some of this other stuff that i've got um where it's definitely if i start smoking on that yeah it'll be an early night Yeah, the mendicas can put me down too. I I prefer a hybrid, if not just a hair to the sativa side. And I've always shied away from sativas because I'm already high strung and I get paranoid sometimes when I smoke a lot anyhow. So sativas, it just makes me a little bit more paranoid. Like I'm driving down the road watching for police. Why am I doing that? I'm just paranoid. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, that's not a good high for me either when you get no. all paranoid. Never a comfortable feeling. So I watched a lot of the sativas I tried to uh, consume. I mean, 
if I had a hybrid, it'd be preferable over a sativa, but, you know, there's a few sativas I enjoy. Durban Poison is kind of one of them. Yeah, that's one of my favorites, too. Uh, I really enjoy the Durban. In fact, uh, I have one uh, lady, she looks terrible right now because I kind of beat her up <laughs> right there. There we go, that one. Uh, beat her up a little bit before the show. She had to be super crap because she's well, she's about six inches, sixteen inches taller than what you see her right now. Wow! And she had to be really bent over to uh, to fit in that tent. So that's a uh, that's my beautiful loser right there, who has uh, who's like a C ninety nine Durban poisons half of her, and that's where she tends to be dominant. The other half of her is uh, Challenger Deep. But uh, she's got the Challenger Deep, which is an ocean-grown strain. Yep. Uh, but uh, the taste and the, the buzz seem to come from the C99 Duraband side. It's like a grapefruit cheese Danish kind of. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah. Super proud of her right now. Yeah. She seems to be the favorite in the garden right now. So. And see, I've got I've got some Durban poison. Bem seeds from Crop King Seeds to test out for them to see. Because uh, when I was at the Endo Expo back in Denver, um, back in January, I actually talked to Crop King Seeds and they sent me a bunch of seeds to test out. Kind of just put them on my YouTube channel. So got some Durban Poison, some Green Crack, and some Bubba Kush to try out from them. Besides the autos I've been running. And I've got some uh, Northern Lights Auto running right now, and their Candy Cane Auto right now. Do you know which uh, number it's referencing? Referencing, rather, excuse me. No, they don't really have a number that they reference. Right now, I'm kind of shooting for that. Uh, uh, well, I dropped a Bite BX from uh, Kineo's Genetics of the Northern Lights Number Five, uh, which is supposed to be kind of like a pine dominant turd. That's yeah. really what I'm chasing after right now is the pine turps, trying to narrow down a winter dead to the garden. See, it's been a while since I've ran autos. Um, years ago, there was, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the, the autos, um, Purple Fruit Basket. And these Purple Fruit Baskets were a dark purple auto flower. And it was a really nice cultivar that came around um, probably six, seven years ago. And I worked with them and I had a bunch of seeds and then I lost them all. And so it's been many years since I ran autos and getting back out to Colorado and starting back up growing, I wanted to run some, you know, and next to a plant that was in veg and kind of really watch the difference of, hey, this is my indica plant and these are my autos and they're under 21 hours of light and watch these flowers as I'm still vegging this plant out. And so the plants, it's pretty interesting how big and bushy that one plant is compared to like just watching the autos do what they do. Yeah, it's good to hear uh, good luck stories on the autos. <clears throat> uh, I, I haven't had them, but they, they're coming a long way and it's good to hear that uh, people like yourself are having good results with them years ago when i first started growing 
I had some blue diesel autos and some Trans-Siberian that I ordered from Seed Central. And these blue diesel, like 10 inches tall, that's it. That's as tall as that plant got where my Trans-Siberian at least got 24 to 30 inches tall. And it was like, I'm paying how much for what? For a little tiny plant? Like I didn't really understand the ruderalis until I really started studying more of what it was. But it's really interesting. Seeing a lot of people over the years really work with them and produce uh, some good weight. I've seen a lot of people really produce um, some better quality flour from what it used to be to like what it is now. So it, it's worth it. Um, if you're running veg lights all the time and you need something in between cycles, throw in some autos that are 60, 80 day, 90 day autos in there. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I agree. I've been uh, thinking about throwing <laughs> some outdoors this year somewhere, not here, <laughs> but putting them somewhere at maybe my dad's house or something and playing with them. But uh, why not? You know? Yeah, I mean, it's, they're fun to just play with, you know, and that's kind of what I'm doing is I'm not expecting to get a lot of weight. I'm not expecting it to be like, oh my God, this is the best flower ever. But I'm like, hey, let's see what's there. Let's see what's happening. Let's, what kind of high is it give me? Is it, you know, are they producing something that I want us to kind of run every once in a while in my garden again? Because I used to enjoy it. Uh, the That purple fruit basket, it had, to me, it had a little bit more CBD or some different cannabinoid profiles than just THC to it that I really enjoyed the high because I didn't feel like it was a THC like stone high, but I felt like a good, how do I say it, like a indica or CBD high where my body was always just kind of relaxed and calm and so I don't, I'm assuming it was more ruderalis that was coming through in some of it, but couldn't test anything back then. Right. So uh, <clears throat> medically, which would you rather call me medically fit or is that good? Just a you reference you by? Call me med fit. Okay. Okay. That works. Um, <laughs> I don't, don't know if you've had a chance to catch the show or not. And I, I, as I look back, I don't know how well I described what I was getting you into here, but uh, I've seen some of the shows, like, not watched all of the episodes because it's like four to five hours long, brother. It's like that's what when we were going back and forth through the messaging, I was like, oh my god, what am I getting myself? I need some Red Bull. I need some coffee. I'm gonna have to get something to stay awake. Like, because usually. Like, honestly, I'm in bed by now. Like, I feel like an old man where I'd rather be up early in the morning, three, four o'clock in the morning and get my day started with where everybody else is still sleeping. And most of my day's done with when everybody else is getting up and then I can enjoy my day. And yeah, if I go to bed by 8.30 my time, like, okay. 
that's kind of the way I'm rolling here. It's just a different time cycle. I, you know, right? I get the full run of the place, you know, right now. And then when everybody's getting up and, you know, going crazy, I'm kind of falling out for a couple hours and then getting yeah. back up when they're done doing their thing and settling down and kind of works out, kind of works out. Hopefully I'm not throwing your day tomorrow off tomorrow too badly. Oh no, I'll still be up, you know, by probably seven, eight o'clock in the morning. I may drag ass a little bit, but not in a few bowls and some coffee or, you know, some good smoothies with some energy to it, you know, right really on. help out. So as you know, then from the couple episodes that you've uh, watched that this is kind of basically a chance to get to know that uh, some of the YouTubers and the, you know, cannabis figures that we've you know, seen over the years, some yeah. of them just in chat, we could get a chance to know us a, a little bit better. So what better time than now than to kind of start that gauntlet a little bit and uh, find out, we'll go right to the beginning like we like to do and find out when was that first time you popped and uh, what 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 age and you know, how, you know, how was it all that good shit? Well, like in my 20s, I used to hustle and sell a lot of weed, but it was always Mexican brick. It was always that shit getting pressed on that we'd get. So that's what really kind of got me into growing is back then we thought we'd try. I didn't know nothing. It got so high, it didn't really flower too well, uh, but we tried that's smoking not, it. That's still not your first time. You, did, you, you, you had to smoke a little bit before you hustled. So. Yeah. Uh, my first time. Unless you just so, don't want to get into that. That's no, my, fir fair. my first time actually smoking, I was a, a junior in high school. Or was it? I got to remember. Junior in high school. Um, I was staying with some friends. Um, his brother had what they call a kind bud at the time. And so I was like, okay, you know, I'll smoke some with you. Well, we smoked like five bowls. I didn't feel high. When I first, like I explain to people, the first time you ever smoke, you really don't know what feeling high is. So you don't know what you're feeling. But I was eating the hell out of oranges. Like I had the munchies. Like my friends were like, oh, you, you are high. Look at you eating. So that was really the first time that I smoked was probably in my junior year of high school. Now, I'm open, I'm interested in your thoughts, because I've heard these stories, you know, this is episode 67. <laughs> so I've heard at least 67 of these stories, and I'd say about 85% of them so far say they didn't uh, give us that, that first time. And I've kind of wondered, and this is kind of my theory on it, is you, you, you say maybe they just don't know, or you don't know what being high is so you don't think you're high my right. i'm kind of wondering myself is is there a possibility that uh just like a computer or something you know there's a firewall there that uh has to be broken down before you know what i mean there's some natural body defense that you have to shut off with the cannabis before you know enjoy it and then once it's in there it's kind of kept the kept the wall down if you will well so i'll one of my exes um first time smoking it was 
never done it before. So I wanted her to take the first puff, wait five minutes and take another puff. And that's all she did. So the first puff, she was like, okay, what am I feeling? What am I supposed to be feeling? I'm like, I don't know. Does your body feel weird? You know, can you feel anything? She goes, I, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't feel different. Okay, so we'll wait five minutes, you know, and take the second one. Took the second one and done. Laying in the bed, floating in the uh, water, you know, like couldn't operate, couldn't function. And it was just that much difference to me when somebody first takes their first hit that their body doesn't know what they're feeling, what they're recognizing. And then when the brain starts to be like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be feeling and recognizing. That's when we kind of really understand what it is to be high. Kind of like as a kid, you know, the first time you spin around in a circle and you're like, what was that? I don't know, but that was fun. Let's do it again. And then you get really dizzy. You know, it's kind of like that. Your body kind of recognizes it, but you're not sure what it is. And then you try it again and you're like, oh, wow. I could see that. I could see that. But that's just my opinion on it, you know. Right, right. I think uh, I think you could be right there, you know. You just have to learn exactly, you know, just like uh, anything else. You don't really know what you're experiencing until, you know, because you have nothing to compare it to. No, nothing to compare it to. And that's like when we smoke those five bowls of that kind, bud, he's like, there's no way you got to be high. I'm stoned as hell. Well, I don't know what stone to hell is supposed to mean or feel like, but I'm eating the hell out of some oranges. Oh, I got the munchies. That's what I'm supposed to be feeling. Okay. Well, you know, then they started helping me recognize what, how I'm supposed to kind of feel. After that, I've had some incidences where I was super stoned that everything was like cartoon figure-ish, black outlines, you know, like I've had the giggly last word. We were supposed to be smoking some tie stick, smoked it, and I literally just started laughing uncontrollably. Like everything they were saying was just funny to me, and I've never been that high since. I can't tell you how much I want some of that cartoon weed. <laughs> some of that stuff that it was, I remember it was called Friesland. And there's only a few people I've heard that's been working with it, and it's been years since I've heard that name. You know, it has just been brought up to me, and uh, somebody, one of my Canadian uh, viewers, uh, I forget, they were going to be mad that I didn't remember which one, but they keep telling me to uh, seek out that freeze land because it's heavy in that pine turps that I'm looking for. And it's, I enjoyed it, like, Everything to me was, how do I want to say, like, it just was cartoonish. It was super high, almost like I took a hit of acid, and I was literally, like, tripping, hallucinating. That's how I felt when I would smoke that Friesland. And it was so hard to get, but I paid $75 an eighth for that. That's how good of stuff it was. You just bumped that shit right up my list. Shh. It's been years since I've had anything that was like that, but if it's what it was, 
it was phenomenal. Um, what came after that was always what they called white rhino, but it was still never the same of what that Friesland was to, for me. It's nice that uh, Arturo uh, Sensimilia says that uh, another past guest, Kinyo's Genetics, who's a you know guest, past guest friend, is using that uh, Friesland in there, uh, Kinyo's Berry. So, yeah, really, check that's that interesting. Out. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I just want to give a couple shout outs to some good folks here in chat. I've seen uh, Sequence, Sequence 3, Jack's Greenstock, Jennifer Steele, uh, Skillbolt 17, uh, a bunch of great people that has joined in tonight. CJ, uh, so many great people that uh, Red, said it. Red Eye Rustler, how you doing tonight? It's fun. Quick shout out to some people there that uh, haven't popped in in a while. Glad, glad to see you. So when was your next time? Uh, the first time you said you didn't really get high, when did it uh, start to escalate? Or when was the next time and when did it start to you know pick up and be kind of a common thing? That was more after like high school when I really smoked again. Um, I didn't really smoke in high school like my friends. Um, I went through a lot of stuff, like I ran away from home early. It was just like a lot of craziness that was happening. Um, so I got away from it, but I never really smoked until after I got out of high school and started hanging out with uh, some different friends and actually living with my aunt, which is kind of funny. Um, but she smoked, so it was kind of with her and some of my friends and that's when I, you know, I, I felt more what the high was and it didn't take much, like a couple hits and I'd be like, okay, I don't need no more. But now it's, that's not the same story. Yeah, you're quite the smoker nowadays. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you take 30 days off and you come back, you're a little weak bitch. And I've been that little weak bitch many times just because you know, you got to clean yourself up for jobs and things like that. So when you get back to smoking, man, a couple hits and then I'm, I'm like, can't keep up with people. So I got to keep smoking and build my tolerance back up. And it took me a while when I got back to smoking. I have, uh, looking back, I don't think I've ever had to quit. <laughs> for I mean, ever. I mean, even like medical surgeries where I've pushed it up until that day, you know what I mean? Where I yeah. shouldn't have been smoking. But luckily, I've kind of chosen my own uh, career path and at one point said, you know, fuck this, I'm doing it my way and started my own shit just so I can continue smoking, you know what I mean? I The jobs where you can't smoke or couldn't smoke just didn't seem appealing and uh I sure in the hell wasn't going to become like a heavy drinker just because, you know, my choice of, you know, works. I'd rather live a happy, clean life and, you know, do what I can to get by it rather than work a miserable job and <laughs> be well, you know, miserable all the time. Okay. There's now some new fake pee out there that you can pass some piss tests pretty easily. It, it, I've passed them. Um, using it but you know like living out in Colorado they're passing a new bill that uh, 
employee employers can no longer fire employees for cannabis use. And it's just not for the medical side, but because it's now a recreational law and has been out here, it's like alcohol. You're allowing people to drink and drive, but you can't allow people to smoke and drive. Like, you know, people are complaining how it's kind of, um, how do I want to say, uh, shit, I can't think of the term right now. Um, sorry, uh, reading some uh, of the comments. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like, why are you guys being harder on people that smoke when you aren't that way towards people that use alcohol? Why are right, you, right. why are you just going after people that use marijuana and say they can't have a job because they use when, Hey, it was two weeks ago and it just happened to be in their system. Like, you know, so there's too many stipulations that people still try to get away with for cannabis use and, jobs luckily that uh there'll be an emerging field where we can just work in the cannabis industry and go towards our our dreams and become better gardeners right well you know i don't my dream has not really to be a head grower for a company or dispensary no i just I've already had too many friends go through the nonsense and be like, yo, it's not worth it. The money's not worth it. Once I got in there, they still didn't want to listen. They still wanted to do it their way. And it was always button heads and they ended up cutting half the staff and getting rid of me anyhow and bringing somebody else on. Well, I've heard quite a few of those stories myself. So why do I want to waste my time giving them knowledge and the education i'll just stay at home and grow for myself and a few other people that you know need some and that's it a simple man grow simple man life that's why i've kind of you know I, I enjoy the plan in the level i'm at right now you know just like you said making a few people happy around me and yeah still being able to live a decent life you know doing what I love and I'm good with that you know I'm multitasker I don't have to depend on just this uh I'm no. a, a very skilled carpenter too which is my second passion uh it's actually woodworking so I I'm happy where I'm at you know yeah. uh so, so this I'm has always been like a supplemental income for me you know just to help supplement like when work's been slow or things like that or because I've always been like you, you know, working in the trades, doing electrical work. For a while, I was a personal trainer, you know, I had a nonprofit. Um, I've had a handyman business where I just kind of adapted to where I was, you know, at that time. And but Your sound dropped out, medical. Okay. <coughs> Let's see if this works. hear me now that's weird i can't hear you maybe if i turn my mic on there I you go you i can hear you now all right since we had a goofy spot there that kind of leaves me an awkward spot where we can pick back up from uh uh you were 
kind of just smoking a little bit more after high school. So when yeah. did you make the, how long were you in Iowa for before you made that jump? Were you pretty young or still or? Yeah, like I was probably 30 by when I finally went to Vegas. Um, we need to back up. Yeah. <laughs> So I was in hustling then. You said you didn't see him around 26. <laughs> we gotta we gotta back up a little bit. Oh yeah. So I was in Iowa till probably like 29, 30, right after that I left and moved to Nevada. So yeah. But you wanna talk about Iowa? Let's go. Yeah, let's fucking get into the hustle and all that shit. The fun days, man. Before yeah. it actually became, you know, a little bit more serious and we want to get to know, you know, this is the part where we get to, you know, tell ourselves about everything, you know, you bear the soul almost to everybody. I know it anymore when I've seen, you know, and this will go for you, you know, no longer will I see the icon or the types anymore. I will hear your words, and you know, and so this right. is your formal introduction, you know, to the community and there's been 60, well, 66 before you that's done the same thing. So don't feel, uh, you know, embarrassed about any kind of thing. Oh, no. You told some fucking crazy stories out here, so. That's the uh, whole point of fucking talking shit, right? That's right, brother. So, uh, so when did things start getting fun? You know, obviously you smoked a little bit after high school, and then there was some point where, you know, you probably like I did and everybody else, you went, man, Paying for this shit sucks. You want a bag? You want a bag? You want a bag? Let's go do this shit. <laughs> that that's exactly what happened. Like everybody that I knew was for a bag of swag was paying like thirty to forty dollars. Well, I knew where I can get an ounce or a half ounce for like seventy five. Okay, so you give me twenty five, you give me twenty five, I'll throw my twenty five in, and I get a free bag on top of that, and you guys get eights sweet so you know i just started learning how to pay to smoke for free and that's kind of how you started hustling and it wasn't that i was moving a lot away it was just enough to smoke for free you know what i mean and that's kind of where you know a little bit of you know you learn if the you streets. don't mind me saying yeah. brother but isn't that wasn't that some of the best schooling you probably ever learned in your life man once you learn the hustle, you cannot take the hustle out of the man. There is always that craving to uh, keep things moving, keep things going. Uh, but you're right, you know, that hustle, once you've learned it, then it's it's permanent. It really is. And it can be life-saving. <laughs> yeah, it's let, it led me into a bunch of different other areas of not just cannabis but you know when you start hustling you learn how to make money doing other things or flipping and turning other drugs and you just learn to make money because you got to live it works for everything it really yeah. does it works in business it works for cars it works for just anything it's the same business model really works for right everything. once you've learned it that's what i'm saying it's one of the best lessons you could ever learn and, and uh, that's that's what I did. No college teaches that shit. No. <laughs> so what I did in my early 20s is, 
you know, I tried working, I was an auto mechanic for a while, but I still, you know, hustled on the side. And so I took some time off and, you know, by then I was, shoot, I was probably moving like 70 pounds every couple of weeks, you know, like I just had the right connects and I was making good money. And I actually started putting myself through some college paying for, you know, my schooling. And like, I tried using it to my advantage and instead of being an idiot, like I was where I, I was at the bars blowing a hundred and some dollars a night, you know, trying to show off and, you know, just be the young kid I was. And, but it was enjoyable. Um, I came across a lot of different weed. We liked a lot of the Northern lights that we used to get and that Friesland and the white rhino. And then I finally ran into somebody that was locally growing in Iowa that he was producing some nice stuff. And what, you're charging me 4,000 a pound and I'm selling it for 400 an ounce all day. Yeah, you know, like, so I was enjoying the low hustle part of it enjoying what I got to see and what I got to try and what Mexican brickweed no man I don't need that no more I got this stuff so I watched I watched the culture change on how it went from the good or from the bad to the good I, I got to see that myself and it was good times it, it really was some, some of the best times of my life really I mean this generation, the you know, the people are just kind of starting out in it. Have it nice, but uh, they'll never know the, that aspect of it. You know, they just Not know all. all these strains they've been blessed with, and pretty much everything's hybrid now. But they'll never see it uh, blossom into you know what it is now. It was yeah. a great How time. Yeah, it How really that was. stuff used to be smuggled and brought. Uh, your local dealer and then he'd have to cut the packages with the seal wrap and the what the packing grease and like oh my gosh you know the feeling that too because uh you know as a caregiver now you've you you know you have to move things from place to place and you're within your legal numbers and i've been with you know uh people that uh they're not used to just the legal number you know what i'm saying they're like I, you, nervous as shit that you know we have two zips on us or whatever you know and i aren't you nervous i'm like no <laughs> no i was doing this a long time ago a lot worse than this and sweating like that back then would have got you in trouble i mean the, you guys just gotta be i mean this is you know, a whole different ball game it's it's nice to be able to move those numbers and be safe i mean i don't even well let's <laughs> let's talk about when I was being young and dumb, um, I literally had a kilo of cocaine in the car. And I had my little Acura Integra, my buddy and another friend, and we were doing 90 on the interstate. And he goes, you're driving like an idiot with that in here, right? And I goes, yeah, but I'm driving like it's stolen and I don't care. And, you know, that's how I drove around. Like, there's another time we were taking hits of acid and we had our... Um, SKS is in our car because we're going to go to the rifle range and shoot and then we're like oh this isn't really smart we're on acid and we're going to the gun range like no we better go back home you know like so I've done some stupid stuff over the years growing up you know that's funny I did not see that none of this coming and I can relate to a lot of it I really can I, I was much of the same crazy fellow 
this is going to be a good night. This is going to be, I can relate to this. Uh, yeah. Like, like my early 20s, it was wild. Um, a lot of drugs, a lot of smoking cannabis, mushrooms, acid, ecstasy. Never really did cocaine is never my drug. Meth, I tried it, did it for a little while. I didn't like it and I like just stopped. It was never fun after that. I one I one thing that you said that I particularly like is not that I drive like an asshole, but uh, I do a lead foot a little bit. People say the same thing. They're like, I'm like they're looking for the guy that's fucking sitting there with both hands on the wheel, sweating like you right there, acting too not, nervous. Yeah, yeah. The guy that's beating the acting like he's just late or whatever is, you know, less of a. That's why I like. I I don't do anything like out of the ordinary. I'm not going to be overly cautious. I, I don't, you know, like back in the day, I would just be casual, like drive like everybody else. Like if I didn't fit in with everybody else, then I'd look to me like I was, you know, like being suspicious and, oh, look at me. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you said. <laughs> it just makes me think of big, the dumb days, man. It really does. I had fun back then. Those, those were some good times, you know, and I, me and, you know, a lot of my friends, we still kind of talk and reminisce about them days, but we look back and like, oh my God, we could have died. We could have went to prison for all the shit we did. Like, you know, how lucky were we, you know? And so, yeah, it's good times. A lot of craziness. Made some good money during that time too. Yeah. Easy. It seemed like it. Uh, it went just as fast as it ever came, and when the hustle stopped, a lot. It, it all. It's like I said. It. It went just as fast as it came. When the hustle stopped or slowed down, it seemed like everything went with it there temporarily. And it's. It's weird. It came with its own yin and yang there. That's what. What. Well, it's more the, of a reason not to stop hustling, I guess. <laughs> well, the part that really got me out of like cannabis game and hustling and that back in Iowa um, and really started making me work more honestly is I got tired of fronting everybody and everybody fucking me over and not paying me. Literally, I'd go possess cars, TVs, whatever you owed. You owed me a couple thousand dollars. I was going to take whatever you had worth that value. And that's just how the game had to be. And I just got tired of it and that I just nope, I'm just, I don't want to do this no more. It's just, it became more of a hassle than it really became a business. Yeah, I got to agree with that too. And then you got to sit around shit. I remember there was a time where I actually had like six cars sitting around just for that fucking reason. I had thousand dollar watches, you know, like $120 pair of jeans to $300 pair of jeans. Like, yeah. Like, I was trying to show off like I was a little baller, but, you know, I, I think my first wife, um, I spent $8,500 on her wedding ring. And that was paid with just hustling. And that was a chunk of money, you know, that, hey, $8,500, that's, 
that's a chunk of change to be dropping on a wedding ring for your first marriage. You know what I'm saying? Well, like we, like I kind of stated earlier, though, that uh, <laughs> okay, goes even quick. though you took that, you know, you may have transitioned into maybe a more legal, uh, you know, income. You that that business model, that hustle, like I referred to, it refers to any business that you can run. You know, it teaches you. Oh, it's helped me run my handy band business. It helped me run my personal training business. Uh, when I was building the nonprofit I was running in Las Vegas, it helped me understand, you know, like the parts that I couldn't do that I need other people to help fill those parts. Like it gave me a lot of street knowledge as well as like business knowledge. Like what? I can make a quick $200 by flipping this and only paying fifty dollars for it, like oh yeah. Uh, Jennifer, I am smoking dominatrix, and thank you, DLP twenty three seventy two, for covering that answer. For me. That time. You're muted again, Eagle. You still on the same stuff you were dabbing the first time there? <laughs> no, this stuff's more of a mixture. So <laughs> I take a little bit of everything and just throw it in a, a little container so I can just hit on whatever throughout the day. And then it starts kind of blending together. So my dab straw was a little full the other day. I kind of let it ooze out, put it in there, been smoking on that with it, get some good CBN, CBD. Yeah. They were commenting on my shirt, so I had to show it off a little bit there. Healthcare. Healthcare provider. <laughs> the THC. It's a cool company, uh, Ben Stone. They got a lot of cool fucking shirts. Yeah. Just give them a shameless plug. Not affiliated in any kind of way, but I've always enjoyed their fucking clothing. I guess <coughs> So, uh, yeah. So you've been hustling for a while, and uh, at what point, what lit your fire to? Uh, I guess at this point to head out to Vegas, or uh, you know, whatever. What brought you said you went you went out to Vegas at like twenty six? You said no, uh, thirty, about thirty. Thirty. What are right, what happened at twenty six? Why am I stuck at twenty six for so fucking? I don't know. That might have been one of the last ages that we may have talked about. I, you, it was brought up, but I, I thought that was at some point where you said you moved or traveled uh, or something no, like that. Ah, during that during that time, yeah, I just I started working. Let's see, union electrical job. Uh, just really, you know, started trying to mature a little bit. But shit, that never really happened. We're all still kids at heart. Yeah, that's what keeps us young. I mean. <laughs> Yep. I'm not sure, and I don't, not even gonna ask, but it is what keeps you young. I know I have, you know, for my age, I like to think I'm doing all right. And for people that I hang out that are my age, they look like some old motherfuckers, man. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'll be 44 this month, and like, no, not this month, sorry, in July. Um, I'm already thinking ahead, sorry. 
Um, but like a lot of people my age, you know, they look way older. They look way rougher. <laughs> you look look good. Look like you take care of yourself a little bit. I, I try, I try, but you know, like I said, I look for other people I hang out that are forty eight, my age, man. They've been rough, man. They're out drinking alcohol their whole life. Like, Smoking cigarettes. You know, really ages people. It's funny. I, that's the other thing I've loved to see about this cannabis thing come like almost full circle. Is, you know, like when we were growing up, it was like, oh, you'll never be nothing. Fucking stoners. It's going to ruin your life. Blah, blah, blah. Here we are years later and shit. It's essential. It's curing the, you know, they're actually saying it's one of the best defenses against the COVID bullshit. And, uh, all, you know, just tons of great shit coming out of it. <clears throat> who would have fucking, who would have ever seen any of this coming? You know, yeah. Good day to be alive. It really is. Pandemic included. Still a yeah. great day to be a fucking alive. I can say that. Every day you wake up should be, right? Right on. So, uh, I guess, when did you get tired of Iowa? And, I uh, mean, it's cornfields. I mean, did you just say hell with it? There's nothing left here to do? I mean, uh, I mean, a- you got to have a lot of love for the place you're from. I mean, it can't be completely bad. I mean, it's a lot of cornfields, but well, you know, I good people I, there, I'm sure. Yeah, I grew up there, you know, I know what Iowa, you know, the morals and values of like hardworking, certain, you know, beliefs and ethics that just kind of being raised in a, how do I say, like a farming community. And so everybody's kind of like family oriented, like that's kind of how we were raised. We work hard, we work hard sun up to sundown, you know, that's kind of just how we are. Um so it's not a bad place like it's great for raising families you know it's it's great for new businesses starting up it's just it's i just got tired of i wanted more and it didn't have what i was looking for like mountains iowa doesn't have mountains and once you've been out to colorado and you see these mountains and when you're like me you like to go rock hounding or hiking and you know enjoying seeing the snow still, but it's still 70 degrees. And it's like, it's just beautiful. And Iowa doesn't have that. Has some cold, hard winters and uh, summers can get pretty hot and brutal with the high humidities and heat index. Colorado, I don't get a lot of that. I can can respect all that. I really can, you know? Yeah. It doesn't take much one time to actually, you know, I've been out of Michigan several times, and I, there's a lot of places I'd rather be other than this. But unfortunately, I keep finding myself here for some reason. But, uh, Tennessee, for one, uh, was beautiful mountains there. That, you know, absolutely fascinating. Georgia was the same thing. Uh, Dalton, Georgia, which oddly enough, for some reason, I had stopped on my way to Florida, which was halfway. But uh, Dalton cat, carpet carpet capital of the world but a beautiful place to wake up on that mountain and see you know it was it was beautiful i could see why you'd want to be in colorado especially in, with it being pretty nice most of the year but yeah yeah and the winters aren't too bad like uh the summers 
you know, uh, it, down where I'm at, it'll get in the 90s, but it's a drier heat. It's not a dr- humid heat. It's more ma- manageable to me. Um, we've got land in a different county, and it's a little cooler up there. It's a higher elevation, like 7,900. So at the hottest, it only gets in the mid-80s at the hottest point in the summertime for there. Uh, but the winters get pretty cold, like it gets negative 26 overnight, some, you know, when it gets really cold. So uh, it's, it's different, uh, different parts of Colorado, uh, depending on like, if you're south, if you're up towards Denver, if you're more western slope. So it's really interesting, all the microclimates here. We don't get a lot of snow. So the winter isn't as bad, like 40s and 50s, it seemed like it averages. If it snows, literally within a day, it's melted off because how warm the sun is. So it doesn't stay around like in Iowa where it's there almost all winter sometimes. Like it gets a little depressing in the Midwest. It does. It gets a little depressing here in Northern Michigan, brother. (laughs) Fucking winter's up here, man. I was originally from a little further downstate. And winters down there are completely different. I mean, just, what, 200 miles south of here, you know, uh, mm-hmm. half the snow, barely snow all winter, <laughs> ain't got a shovel shit, moved up here, man, it snows before fucking Halloween, and then I don't see the ground until almost mid-May, and that's fucking, yeah, yeah, you. <laughs> it's a long fucking winter, man. It was, there was times... When I first moved up here, it was like April, and you could just like start to see like the concrete on the back porch, and yeah, and I was fucking excited to see it, man. I was like, oh my god, the ground, you know what I mean? And I at that point I was like, oh, this is, <laughs> I got to do something about this, man. I got to figure something out. This shit's gonna make me crazy. And that's where like Iowa with just the cold and how the snow was all the time, like. I don't have to deal with that here. And that's why I enjoy Colorado a lot more. Yeah, we might get snow, but it doesn't stay around all winter long. It doesn't, it's only a day or a couple days. You know, we might get a couple storms that come through, but man, I don't gotta worry about that no more. And I'm okay with that. I wanna give a quick shout out to uh, Miss D's Nugs. When I was telling you earlier, warning you about the internet problem, brother, she was the episode the other night, and she was a total rock star about it. Every time, you know, it would fall out, and she just kept going, and uh, kept going, and this is honestly my favorite part of the episode, because I'd fall out like five times throughout the episode, and I think it was like the second time I logged back in, and... Uh, I overhear her say, this is my show now. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. And it it was funny. And she was just a great guest. So maybe if you get a chance and you're, you know, you're bored out there in Colorado or whatever, working in the garden, uh, that's a pretty Take a listen? Okay. Okay. Go back and listen to that one. That was a great one. So shout out to her for being the two uh, champ during that internet mess. So, okay, let's go back to late Iowa, uh, going into Nevada. Uh, Like, when I was 
younger. I lived in Nevada as a kid. I lived in Arizona as a kid, just briefly. And then we were back in Iowa. Um, lived in Oklahoma, stayed with my aunt for a few months while she needed some help and then was back in Iowa. So I never, you know, so I got to travel a little bit and I wanted to get out. Um, I had some things open up for personal training in Las Vegas for me. So I moved out there to get into personal training. And that's when um, I really started growing. Um, that's when I ended up getting medical uh, card out in Las Vegas. Uh, really got to try dispensaries. And they kind of shut them down shortly after I was there. So I had to learn to grow my own. Um, and then they were trying to pass a law around 2014 that if you live they were going to allow dispensaries. And if you live close to a dispensary, you could no longer grow your own unless you had something that dispensaries didn't carry. So that's where a lot of people were trying to breed and create their own strands so they can still grow their own and not have to buy from a dispensary. Um, but yeah, so. What a weird law. I mean, how do you necessarily, what's stopping you from at that point when they come in just going, it's a Billy Bull Juju right there. Ain't nobody got that shit. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is we were, we, the medical patients were fighting to keep the growing. So we had our laws so we can still grow um, and not be forced to pay the prices that they were trying to charge at the dispensaries. Like when it's medical, people have to think like people can only really afford a hundred to $200 for an ounce. If that. You know, a lot of people can't afford some of these prices and they're trying to charge $400 for top shelf. Like, yeah, it's just people wanted to grow their own. I could grow a couple ounces that will last me a couple months. And, you know, that's what a lot of medical patients were doing at the time. So it definitely made a little difference. So, uh, what was he? What were you growing in the first? Uh, first, what? Tell me about that first grow. Uh, that was Blue Dream. Um, a buddy of mine, my old roommate, he had a bunch of people that were growing for him. That kind of skipped town, didn't pay the bills on the house he was renting, and they were growing him. And he's like, "Hey, I need you to come get some of these plants. Take whatever light you need." So that's where I really kind of started growing. Um, during that time, I, my dad passed away. And so really growing kind of became like what I used to deal with the loss of my dad. So it kind of happened around the same time that that's kind of what drove me to the passion of why I grow now. Sorry to hear about your dad, man. I just, uh, just lost yeah. my hand off. I had that good stuff. Yeah, it, it tore me up and it, you know, people don't have the cognitive skills to go through an event like that. Uh, we're never taught how to handle that grief and that emotion. And really that was my outlet. Like I could go in there and I can get rid of a lot of the emotion to the plants and just sit there and just be at peace with everything and just watch them. And, you know, it was like my decompression time and it, my ex-wife never helped me. You know, she wasn't comfort for me. She didn't know how to deal with what I was going through. So it was a lot for me to really learn about the plant and how to 
nurture it because it was like nurturing me at the same time. So it really helped out a lot. You know, just this, this right here, because uh, I lost this. This is 67, and I lost my dad at 50. Well, it's a few weeks ago. Sorry to hear that. And uh, this this whole thing right here in the cannabis community is what helped is helping me to get through it. To be honest with you, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. They told it's- me to like uh, take a break. You know, at that point. They were all kind enough to be like, hey, man, you've had a good run up till now. We understand. You need to take some time. We'll come back, you know. And But uh, it, was, it was quite the opposite. I, I felt, you know, when they showed up, they was I got a lot of DMs from everybody wishing me a positive vibes and condolences. And by the way, I want to wish a candid trooper I found out today is his grandmother died today, so shout out to him and wish him the, all my condolences as well and all that. Oh, yeah. But it was... Condolences, uh, it was, sure. It was, uh, it was, you know, talking to you people like this and showing up and, uh, you know, it, all this taking my mind off of that, if it wasn't, because I couldn't even go down there during this whole time because of the COVID and all that bullshit. We still can't have a funeral for him. So if it wasn't for this, I'd be fucking all fucking, you know, goofy. So like yourself, uh, I have a lot to thank for the, in this instance, cannabis community and this plant for uh, helping me through your, through that time so I can relate wholeheartedly for you know, what you're saying here with your experience. And see, that's where a lot of people, you know, it's, this is, growing is very therapeutic it's just not about smoking when it comes to, you know, cannabis, you know, it's just the growing part is something about helping a plant grow and nurture and watch it grow along. It's like, you're kind of doing it with yourself as you're getting through some of the emotions. It's like, you know, all of a sudden you're in there watering plants and you break down and you don't understand what's going on, but it's like, you just need that emotion to be released and the plants are there they're there for you. You know, they don't talk back. They're not talking down to you. They're listening and they're breathing in that CO2 and that love you're giving out, you know, releasing all that hurt and anger. And what's nice about it is, is when you're done with the product and you've kind of gone through it, like I have over the years, like that's what drives you becoming more passionate about learning about what the plant's really about. Driving you to understand, hey, it's not just a plant, but there's so many cannabinoids and there's so much to the plant that it helps people on so many different levels. That's like, even though it's recreational here in Colorado, I still believe in the medical aspect of it. Like I'm a true believer in the medicine of the plant more than I am the recreational of the plant. Yep, I've spoken with uh, many people. In fact, Danny Danko the other day about this is, uh... I'm afraid with the recreational push <clears throat> that uh, the medical may fall behind. And I'm, you know, terrified of that at more or less. I keep pushing everybody in my area to keep their medical cards because I'm afraid with the decline in the medical cards that there'll be more uh, ammo 
for them not to put less and less research money into it like oh there's you know there's not a need anymore or whatever into it so let's go in this direction or whatever with it it'd be sad to see because a lot of lives will be you know lost a lot of uh quality of life could be lost for a lot of people well and that's like one of the gentlemen i became friends with recently um He's had a lot of back problems that he's literally been to pain specialists to help him manage the pain that he's been dealing with. He first pain doctor he's been seeing did not allow him to use any medical marijuana. Nope, nope, if it's in your system, you're in trouble with us, blah, blah, blah. And so he got frustrated and tired with this doctor over the years that he finally tried a new doctor and they're like, get your medical card get it in your system. We want you smoking. And he said every day since he wakes up till the time he goes to bed, he's smoking and he loves it because it's helping him. And he said, it is about the quality of life because he doesn't, he's, you know, sixties and he really doesn't know. Like he thinks he maybe has another 10 to 18 years left of his life. And he, he said, it's about the quality of life from here on out. Because he doesn't want to be in so much pain that it's just going to be miserable for him until he dies. Well, and that, that's the way I felt. You know, you've kind of nailed it right there. You know, why I've kind of chosen the roads I have. You know, it's all about quality of life. From it should be from the beginning. Why wait till we've got ten left? You know, <laughs> I mean, we yeah we have one fucking life, right? And it's really. People don't understand. I, when we're younger, we think we're invincible, and we are to a point. And then as we get older, we're like, oh, my God, my body, I beat it up, and I'm in so much pain. Well, how do you manage it from that point on? It's really about the quality and how you live your life. It's very true. I mean, the more steps you take earlier on, <laughs> you'll live longer and be in better shape in the later years you know what I mean uh, you know yeah. and it's me being a personal trainer I got to see you know people struggle with how to manage the lifestyle and that's it's a difficult thing to live trying to be healthy because it literally is a lifestyle and people like to be comfortable and they they want things to just be easy and not have to work so hard for a healthy lifestyle so how do you manage stuff then? You know, it's, you still want quality, but you're still sacrificing things. So, you know, people have to make choices in life and it's either about quality of life or, hey, your life's gonna come to an end shorter than you expected. And during that time, how you wanna live miserably in pain or are you going to do stuff to reduce inflammation? You're going to do stuff to kind of get a better diet. So the cannabis is working and your body's not always inflamed and aggravated and you're not in pain, but you know, the cannabinoids are actually doing what they're doing. Healing the body, putting it in homeostasis like it's supposed to. Yeah. I'm, I'm it, at this point, you should be doing, uh, I, I learned this too late in life, but you know, 
if you're not doing what's fill, fulfilling your soul, you know what I mean? What you're passionate about, you're fucking wasting your time. You really are. I mean, you're either, and I, I know that I say this all the time too, you're either living your dream or you're fucking somebody else's somebody else come true. Yeah. 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 Why, why not work on yours and be happy? Well, and that's the thing. A lot of people are happy with just settling for what's going on in life. People are happy with it. And even though you and I enjoy more out of life, there's still people like that. talked about this uh, with quite a few people. Miss Nudie Grower, which is another great watch, by yep. the way. <clears throat> uh, I think people lose their... Uh, it kind of boils down to the, the kid inside that, like you said, when you never grow up or you still have that passion inside. I think that that right there is what sets us and probably a lot of people uh, aside is we have that youth still to us. I think some people that uh, that kid in them dies off soon, they get too serious. And at that point, uh, the imagination or the vision dies. You know what I mean? And them are the kind of the people that are happy, kind of maybe just kind of getting by. But that's the key, uh, medically fit, is the imagination, you have to see it in your head before it can actually even fall into place. We can sit here and say, I want, I want, I want. I don't know if he froze up or if I froze up. Let's see. Um. Okay, I don't know if it's me or if it's Eagle. Can't tell what's going on. Nope, seems to be. There we go. Out and in. Okay, so it wasn't just me. It was him that actually went out then. Yep, take over. So you know what time it is, people. It's dab time. So we're going to take a quick dab. <laughs> there he is. I wasn't sure if it was you or if it was me. Oh, no, it's it's most definitely me. Okay, so, so there's there's one that I, I at least understand what's going on and I need to kind of pick it up. So, okay. Yep, he seems to still be choppy right now. Okay, so we're going to finish our dab time so he can get reset and back to it. Um, everybody in chat, where were we? Because uh, it's my show now because we lost Eagle. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Let it get rebooted back up. But so where is I at the story? Just to help focus. On at things. this point, yeah. This. There you go. He's trying to come back in, but he still ain't doing it. Could be the best. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on on my end. This sucks. But you're coming back. It's 
your video's choppy, but maybe if you just turn on the mic. Uh, yeah, you're frozen. Yeah, that might. Uh, can you hear me now? If I at least turn off the mic. Yeah, I can hear you, and you're not so choppy. You sound pretty decent, clear wise. Dab time. Uh, thank you for being a, a champ about this. This is what, exactly what happened during the Miss These Nugs show. Uh, so yeah, if it happens and I don't come back with it, fucking roll with it and just. Whenever you're bored with a hit end and it'll fucking publish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully <laughs> this uh, problem will be over tomorrow. That's what I'm saying, man. I I'm fucked here in the fucking sticks with this internet. Tomorrow I'm getting satellites. So hopefully this reign of terrible internet will be over. And sadly enough, you'll hopefully be the last guess to go through this shit uh but uh feel free to take off your story brother this looks like it's most definitely your show from here on out so we'll talk a little bit about vegas and like out there you know living it starting to grow uh after my dad passed away so i started off kind of growing blue dream and didn't really know when to harvest and then I started kind of getting on YouTube and you know watching videos on how to grow and that's what when I really got into the YouTube community um and man I watched hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos like thousands of hours just on YouTube alone watching stuff um when I first started growing just trying to find all the information I can and that's when, you know, there's some people doing like regular videos every few days. And then they would, you know, try to do some live shows and I try to catch lives. And that's where I started kind of engaging more like and chat with people. Um, it, I don't know how many people in chat remember Jay the Grow Pro. Uh, he's from Michigan area and he was back on YouTube probably let's see, eight, nine years ago. And that was one of the first people I really kind of followed that was all the time posting videos. And so I started kind of watching him and following him. And then it became the social grow. There was a big community on YouTube that became the social grow that had Mendo Dope already kind of featured on it and talking. And Ninja was already passing out the Ninja fruit uh, as tester seeds and like it was a small community that was already doing test test seed giveaways and people growing and it was really interesting to watch how the YouTube community from like eight nine years ago till now it's just grown and blown up and different people have just like went from no views to like hundreds of subscribers in like weeks and it's pretty interesting nice so uh you know last i remember before we got sidetracked there uh we were still kind of well i guess we were talking about uh sad shit so uh 
I'm spun out of control at this point, man. But <laughs> this, 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 this happened the other night. It is so hard to keep up when it's like popping in and out. So uh, yeah, just take off where you want with this, and I'll try to catch up with uh, with you. <laughs> well, we'll just keep talking about Vegas and kind of like how you know, like my channel and YouTube kind of really grew. What okay. I was throwing. Um, Back then, that's when I, you know, started learning, trying to do, like, rock wolf, uh, not really soil, but doing, trying to learn some hydroponics, and I tried doing aquaponics, and I had a little fish set up, and trying to feed in, and, like, I tried to do a lot of different stuff, and that's when I kind of found, like, Subcools and his super soil, and, like, how KISS keep it simple it was and it was like well okay I don't have to make because back then like I didn't really understand how to measure out five milliliters I didn't have nothing to measure it out so I was like well how am I supposed to do this you know and nobody really told me the amounts I was supposed to be putting in like more people are doing so it was hard finding some of that information so when it came to like recipe it was just so simple and so easy that oh wow I just mix this in and kind of let it sit for a little bit and then just plant and go so that's kind of where I started really getting into growing with soil and super soil living soil so it's been a long journey so was there uh did you notice a difference in quality right off the bat once you started switching from uh to more soil and organic type system of growth? From what I was producing before, yeah, there's a, quite a bit difference. Um, I think some of the time I also was learning that, you know, I didn't understand flushing where super soil, the plant kind of went through most of the nutrients in that time that even at the end, you know, when it was just dumping a lot of water through that it was already gone. So. I didn't have a lot of that still like really harshness to it. Um, by then I understood curing quite a bit better than, you know, my first couple grows. And so, it, yeah, everything was kind of like, it seemed like coming together more for me um, as a grower. But, you know, I still took that recipe and worked on it because some of it, you know, there are things in it like I didn't like guano, bad guano. I didn't like, to me, it literally made my flower taste different. And I didn't like the taste it gave it. And a lot of people say, well, I don't taste it. I do. And that's, I, that's why I got away from like, using it in the recipe. I heard that uh, it risks heavy metals in the, in the bad guano as well. Uh, so what did you replace it with? What was your answer? What tweaks did you make in the recipe? I started using insect frass. Uh, that was my guano that I was using. Uh, I was using Bakashi. Started using, um, what else did I use? He wasn't using neem meal. Uh, so I started using neem seed meal. Um, alfalfa, started putting quite a bit of alfalfa in there. So there's a few things that Subcool didn't have in the original recipe that he kind of added later. Um, some of like, I use azomite, like you were talking heavy metals. 
I'll use that as a mite, and a lot of people complain that, you know, the volcano rock dust has a lot of heavy metals to it, but, <clears throat> excuse me. And my super soil, I don't have to worry about it because some of my living soil part of it, like they are dynamic and community. Uh, I'm too high. Hang on. Dynamic community. I can't even say it right now. Damn it. I'm too high. Uh, acclimators. No. But anyhow, uh, my soil is going to very much either break it down or like the pill bugs, they'll eat it, you know, absorb it, kind of poop it out. Um, so my soil should be able to help take care of the heavy metals where my plant's not going to take it. So I don't have to worry on some of that where like if I'm directly feeding some of my plant, like, yeah, I don't have to worry about it, but not really in living in the living soil bed. So what uh, kind of lights were you using back then? <laughs> oh, shit. So let's get into, here's some good, funny stories. So when I first started really growing, um, I was first dating, getting ready to get married to my ex-wife now. Um, but I was growing and I spent a little money, like a couple hundred dollars, got a light. Um, I think I got a 600 watt metal halide light and uh, then a ball for flower. Um, and then I ended up getting a tent shortly after that. Um, I ended up like making CFL type uh, lights too, you know, just buying a socket, screwing it in and cutting the tin, kind of shaping it to reflect it down uh, to do some veg stuff. So really in the beginning, I was kind of playing around with a couple different lights. Um, had everything taken, lost everything. Had my ex-wife, she ended up calling the police on me and they came. Thought I had too many plants in my plant count, but I ended up getting everything dropped and dismissed, but they took all my grow stuff. So I had to start over. And literally I had to do the budget grow. I had to make a makeshift tent with some wood and some metal uh, or some uh, mylar, some emergency blanket, like couple dollar emergency blankets and wrapped it around this wood and taped it up and used some CFL, some big, uh, they were like 60 watt uh, warm, like 2,700 and then a couple like 500, 5K bulbs mixed in. And I was growing under that, you know, like six, seven plants, um, so I really kind of started off doing a budget grow um, when I had to start growing all over again. So that emergency you know. blanket is a fucking great tip right there. That is so much cheaper than Mylar. You can actually go on like eBay and pick up a, like a hundred of them bitches. Like yeah. 10, 15 bucks. See? You know, what are they like five by six or something like that? I still use yeah. them. There's some right up or eight over. Oh, oh. Dude, they were oh. great. Every veggie area through up, you know, an insular one, grease barrier, something like that. Very yeah. reflective, great tip. And that's one thing, like, I had to find something that was cheap, but that was as reflective as possible. And I, I knew about emergency blankets because I always kept like an emergency kit. And I was like, oh, that's mylar. We can use that. It'll work. And so just went to Walmart and they were like, 
three bucks at the time and picked up a couple and just, you know, wrapped the whole little wood frame in it and then used blankets to cover it. Like I made redneck CO2, which was some um, sugar and yeast and hot water and let it kind of burp itself out into the room, had a fan in there. Like it was definitely all budget growing, like as cheap as possible. Um, the soil I had, I had to kind of just make what I could and use what I could. Um, didn't have a lot of money, so I got some like 707 or some uh, happy frog uh, soil. And then that's kind of when I started getting like some down to earth amendments and started finally learning and mixing, you know, soils. So it doesn't take too long to, uh, get sick of the bottle nudes. Oh, I get like first the pH, you know, it took me a while cause I'd overdo it and then I have to reverse it and get it back down because it was too high and then it was too low like oh my god really and finally i got to a point where i didn't even have to measure i just knew how many drops everything was to for a five gallon bucket like you know after you do it so long you just get it dialed in but when it came to just oh i just water add some sugar to my water sometimes or some simple sugars to feed my plants or some peas it that was just easier i just found it that I didn't have to take that extra time to mix everything and check my PPMs and make sure I wasn't going to burn the shit out of my plants. Yeah, I was catching up on chat there. Tyler was saying it's always an ex that gets you busted. <laughs> Very true. Very true. So, um, I squirreled. I squirreled again on you, Millie. That's okay. Uh, what initially made you decide to start doing the YouTube videos? I mean, well, um, well, that's kind of where when I started chatting with a lot of people, you know, that's where a lot of people were still real hesitant to come out, even as medical growers showing their growth. But I was. I was doing it to video log everything to kind of show myself what I was doing over time. So I can kind of go back and review what I, you know, just the comments, everything that I could remember. And that's kind of how I started is doing it as just video logs. Nice. So it's more for you than it was for it to like kind of teach. That's yeah. why I use my Instagram, by the way. <laughs> it's my record book i pop some seeds bam post <laughs> when did i start them seeds <laughs> yeah that's what i'll do because I, I, I can see it i can appreciate it i'll try to make a video of it so i have video documentation and the instagram of like when they're first popping up to kind of be like okay that's the day you know and give me reference points as calendar you know for a calendar and yeah i understand exactly what you when you do that so when in when in, uh, it pick up, did you like notice? Well, shit, people are. This is no longer uh, my blog. People are paying attention, and I kind of need to step it up, or I need to frequent it a little bit more. 
how long before it uh, became a bit more it, serious than a vlog? Um, it took a while uh, for my channel to grow uh, subscriber-wise. Uh, when I started trying to do more educational, it was probably a couple months after because it was like, hey, everything I'm learning, I'm now trying to put in the video. Um, so I was trying to more make it more educational video for, you know, because by then I had like maybe 100, 150 subscribers. So I was trying to do this, you know, and teach everything that I was learning at the same time. And that's kind of how my first videos were. And um, it took a long time, like I said, to really build the channel. Like, I would probably say it took a couple years for me to finally hit a thousand subscribers. But once I hit a thousand subscribers, everything just really kept growing and growing. And with like now, uh, me and my buddy 420 Hydro Kings 420, we were talking the other day at his house, like, dude, the five years that we've known each other, like my channel went from a couple hundred to almost 16,000 subscribers now. And it's like, holy cow, we never thought it would be what it is. And it was just, hey, I just kept continuing to put out videos that were real information, not necessarily bro science, but had hard science to back it. And people were starting to listen to what I was saying. And more people that were following me were really hearing what I was talking about because I was brown guy 420 at the time was one of the other guys that was really organic teaching living soil, super soil stuff. And I was still a young guy still coming along at that time, you know, and um, so it kind of took a while. No, that's exactly, uh, you know, how I remember you as in in that time period being more like that guy you know pushing the more living soil organic systems uh i would say you were one of the more earlier on people to start pushing that stuff i don't think uh you know uh people remember it that as much because we were right on par with uh brown guy in that you know that time period uh yeah. who was the other guy, there was uh, one other guy that was kind of, I can't believe I can't remember his name right there. He was part of, he was hanging out with Sub there for a minute, California grower, big long beard. Oh, I can't remember his name. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. He was heavy into the organics. Yeah. He was uh, he was a little bit after you, I would think, about a year after you surfaced, or maybe even two, but still... Uh, you were still one of the earlier ones, you know, and yeah, and like a lot of the stuff by then, I was already watching Dr. Elaine Ingham and learning about living soil and trying to teach, you know, everything I was learning that she was teaching and talking about, because there was a lot of good information, like years, like people that are talking about regenerative soil, you know, in the last couple years. Like I've been listening to people that were talking no-till way back when I first started growing. And that's where watching it now come into the cannabis community is really interesting to me to see no-till and regenerative culture come to the cannabis community when I've been following people, you know, for many years on YouTube that were teaching that way. 
in that style, but more to heal the land of the earth and teach a better farming practice. We would be crazy not to give Pedro a shout out who just popped into chat. I who I know that. that you know, so. Uh, yeah. Hello, Pedro, go what's going on, brother? How you doing? Honored that uh, you've taken some time to pop in and check out the show and check out your buddy here, you know, support, support to everybody. That's awesome, brother. It's, you know, an uh, icon in the community who's uh, believes in, you know, helping each other out, you know, and supporting each other. Well, and, amazing you know, we're guy. talking, amazing talking about growing up in the cannabis community, Pedro and I, like, that's how we kind of met through this and kind of grew up our channels, you know, just watching each other grow at the same time and like met him through Envy Closet Med Grower out for the Las Vegas High Times Cannabis Cup, you know, and that's like this whole WeTube community meeting different people through these events has been an awesome deal as well. Got to meet Mystic Grower, got to meet, um, Fada Mike, got to meet Ruby Doobie, got to meet, you know, Doggo, and a lot of people over the years. Mystic, Mystic Grower is uh, coming on here uh, next week, I believe it is, next Thursday. Very cool. It'll be pretty awesome. Pedro's been on a yes, couple I times. Did. He's been on gracious enough to uh, come on twice. He's, I see that he's... Uh, Rebroadcasting us on Twitch right now, which is uh, pretty damn awesome, man. Very cool. He, I can't say enough good things about him, man. He's been very nice and uh, showing support and whatnot. He tried to both both time every time the first he was on 420. Did you happen to see the get any chance of the 420? That was an awesome. No, day. I haven't. I didn't get to see that. It, he can't see it either. One. We lost it. Oh. YouTube fucking. YouTube uh, sent me a message. They weren't even nice enough to send me a message. I was just happened to be strolling through my uh, studio and doing my like eh, every couple day check to see how it was doing in the processing. And then I hear it's all red letter process aborted video too long. Uh, didn't make community standards. It said wow. that because it, it was 24 hours long. Oh, yeah. wow. I smoked 24 hours constantly and then had gas going from back to back all day long. Tried to keep it in groups of three, you know, with like, say, me and you with one other person coming in midway right. and then you checking out and new person coming. That kind of a format all day, smoking all day. But then I get that from them, and uh, it was an amazing day, by the way. Everybody participated, fucking amazing. Pedro, Med Grower, Lost Leaf, Groly, Tanazi. Uh, we had tons and tons of T Dog was on. Uh, amazing. It was an amazing day, not just for me, but I like to think for the community as well. But I get that, and they said I broke every rule as far as broadcasting goes. The file was too big, it was too long. If I would have just broke it up, they said in 12 hour increments. So if I would have did, you know, just under 1158, something like that, yeah. it would all publish just fine. But as is one big chunk and it was like too big, too long. So it's either you caught it or you didn't, it's, but uh, 
he yeah, was nice sucks. enough that day to rebroadcast it on Twitch while he was on. He do it his episode, and he's doing it now. So I can't say enough great things about Pedro and Dizzy. Great people over there for sure. Yeah, Pedro was talking in the chat about like when I seen him at in line at the Vegas Cup, calling him out, like, "Oh, it's Pedro!" Fucking uh, awesome dude, that's for sure. So, uh, how long did you was your, we're all over the place here? You wanted to uh, finish out the uh youtube let's talk finish talking about the youtube then i guess we can finish out how long you were in vegas uh so so that's kind of how like when <coughs> youtube and the grow tube at the time was kind of around green clouds was running it um like <coughs> there was the michigan group there's california group you know kind of a part of it um but everything kind of like people were having shows every day of the week. You know, people were trying to host live shows and then it kind of fell apart. And then shortly after that, that's when like the grow to round table and that whole group started kind of got together and then they were all doing shows once a week. And so over the years watching YouTube and, you know, watching these different groups come together and do different shows, you know, and then, it's been interesting like it, it's like a resurgence lately of uh, i don't know if it's uh, youtube's uh maybe leading a little bit letting it happen but uh it does seem like there's a resurgence and it was nice that uh doggo and the grow tube round table was nice <laughs> enough to give a shout out to a lot of us newcomers the other night and he was a uh, he, he dealt out some great advice about, uh, you know, everybody that should be embracing each other and uh, pushing forward and uh, couldn't be much more further right than he was, you know. And Pedro, like I said, Pedro and yourself are uh, honorably nice enough to do that. You know what I mean? Just spare your time and your help and, you know, pushing me along because, you know, like I said, you got a lot more followers than I do. Uh, you know, you've been around a lot more times, and I am not going to lie, tagging your name on to that title tonight will help, uh, you know, bring, push it along. So I'm not going to lie about, about that. And, oh, no, you know, I'm happy a, to be a part and help, you know. That's that's part of, like, when I was part of the Embracing Organic show, it was kind of to be there to help build the show and get more people to come over and listen to what was going on and what was talking about on the show. Um, when the um, grow with your, my fellow growers and Shane um, started that, you know, kind of helped start bringing some attention, kind of talked, you know, on that show, uh, was in the chat a lot with the show, kind of helping it when he first got started. And then he kind of, went off and you know everything got built with his show um so it was pretty interesting you know watching like just like you're saying just being there you know it kind of helps people know like hey hey um how do i say this medically fits a part of this like i'm not i don't think i'm anything big but people follow me and that's what i'm saying like if I'm in chat and people are recognizing that I'm in chat, okay, they want to see what's going on. 
they want to see, you know, what's being talked about. You know, when Pedro's in the room, same thing. Hey, Pedro's in the room. What's going on? What's, you know, what's, what are people talking about? And that's what we're trying to do. It's same thing with the American one or Jack the Greens, you know, when these people that they see in the community are all in the chat together, people want to know and, you know, they stop by and want to see and hang out and start chatting with the community because what it's, it's a community that we're kind of building, right? Well, dude, it sure doesn't help. It doesn't hurt that you guys put out a fucking ton of uh, great educational <laughs> info. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's a reason why uh, people follow Medically Fit and Pedro, and it's because that you guys have blanketed the community uh, with good information and taught a lot of us, and myself included, great, great tips along the way. You know what I mean? And that's you know where we get the respect and uh, for you and it's what well, you needed. You know, people even to this day can go back and watch all those videos and pick up a lot of great shit. You know what I mean? All that's all that stuff then still applies now, and and uh, and hopefully this uh, it works in both ways, brother. It, hopefully. I am gaining something, maybe a little bit of draw from your your great name, but in the same aspect, if there's somebody out there that hasn't heard of you or, you know, realize that the videos are out there, that they go back out there and uh, check out a lot of those old videos. Because like I said, all that knowledge then still applies to the gardens now. So there's a reason why we follow you and, you know, whatnot. So hopefully they go back if they haven't and check that shit out. But. You know, Pedro, you, I will come up to see you in the Springs tomorrow. Just text me. You got my number or message me through Instagram. I'll come up, visit your brother for sure. Um, yes, going back to like the YouTube channel stuff. Um, well, a lot of the stuff also I was doing early on in my YouTube channel is I was doing a lot of giveaways for Redline Genetics. Um, that was a buddy... Um, actually it was two guys in California that got together and created it early on when the social grow was happening. And so I kind of got to know them and befriended them. And years later, uh, permanently high hit me up and asked if I wanted to start doing giveaways on my YouTube channel. And dude, I was given 40 packs of seeds away at a time. And it'd be like once a month we'd do. 40 packs of five seeds. And there's a lot of people in this grow community that grew out the red line genetics and really enjoyed what they were. And that's kind of another way that like my YouTube channel kind of grew is just going to, you know, give away these genetics. And there weren't a lot of people that were giving away seeds and people. I do. Seeds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but back then there weren't, there was not a lot of people giving away seeds and we were giving away, 40 packs at a time. I wish you'd drop a big old glob in the banger for me too, brother. Hey, bro. Hey, I'd fucking be, I, at some point, I hope I'm on the, the end of being able to do uh, one of those fat Pedro dabs. That's for sure, man. That fucking great Rosalind Pressy. And he's doing a, what a fucking legend. I mean, I, I remember watching him prosper through the community as well into the, you know, growing into the rosin. Well, you know, 
the whole process. It's it's awesome to see, you know, watch everybody basically grow up through this uh, or grow up transition, however you want to call it, you know, through well, this can- canvas journey. It's awesome. Here's, here's a great instance for that, right? Like one of the videos that I have on my channel has almost half a million views and it's with me and Pedro where he's teaching a technique of his dry eye sift. He doesn't do that no more. And that's showing you how far back that Pedro was at that time to like how his technique is now. What's up, the American one? Nice to see you hanging out and check. Greg Jack screen stock. Automation is freedom. That's a new one. I've never heard of that name, but that's a uh, pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> Excuse the shout outs, brother. No, you're fine. I, I, I enjoy that part of the show that uh, we can interact live with uh, what's going on. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's, you know, part of the show is everybody in chat. That's why, like, when the Embracing Organic show was on, like, a lot of the stuff that I would be doing was just saying hi to everybody in chat. Actually, hello. And that's, you know, like what I'm also known for is like every time I see somebody chat, first thing I do is just hello, just hey, just hello, how's, you know, like introduce, you know, say hi, hello. That's kind of it. I, I, yeah, that's fun. So um, <clears throat> we're up through the grow tube era, right? Uh, yep. uh, which is good times, good times. Uh, did you make it to Michigan with through that cup era when everybody was kind of blasting through from uh, state to state with the the cups? Did you make it to Michigan at all? No, I've never. Yeah, contact girl are funny. Hello, fit. Um, no, I never made it west of the miss or east of Mississippi. So I was always Colorado, Las Vegas, uh, uh, SoCal. Never went to Michigan or. Anything up in Massachusetts area after they went legal, Boston area, nothing up there. Oh, man, man. We get past this bullshit and get having events up here in Michigan. You need to get your ass up here. We know how to have some fucking good times. Yeah, there's give a... one other quick shout out to my daughter, Alexis, who's uh, hanging out there in chat. Alexis, I, I, my daughter here. Just had to give... A little bit of love to her for hanging out and chat tonight. But, yeah, there's a lot of growers up in Michigan that I've followed for many years, Med Grower 1 being one of them. Like, one of my first memories of Med Grower 1, he, I didn't have a bunch of followers on YouTube. He had maybe just over 1,000. Um, I lived in Las Vegas. I lost everything. That's when I was talking about me doing that budget growing he posted on one of his videos he how he had this extra ppm meter somebody needed it he sent it to him and i said dude i could really use it and he sent it to me and i was like oh my god you know like he really sent it to me you know that was my first memory of like med grower one really on youtube uh, it's him kind of helping me out so it's pretty cool but that's what i mean by yeah there's quite a few michigan growers You'd have fun and you come here with these events, man. Yeah, and I've been up to Michigan. And we know how to throw down. <clears throat> Go ahead. 
I've been up to Michigan one other, just one other time, and that was like many years ago. Went up to a little place called like Blue Lake or Clear Lake or something like that, uh, kind of northern Michigan, not quite to the peninsula area, but uh, it was like a three-hour drive uh, from the airport when we landed, and beautiful when I was up there, just really nice. But haven't been back. It, it's actually close to where I'm at. Right up, right around that area. Yeah, that's so, a beautiful area. When I, I say I'm in northern Michigan, I'm, I'm, I'm up there. But, you know, get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the lifestyle you kind of, you know, you, you were used to, but in the reverse. Uh, you know, it sounds like you've got the the best of both worlds, right? Where, where you're at, you know, you get the beauty of, uh, you know, the mountains and all. You can take off and be in the desert or whatever or go up into the mountains relatively quick but yet you know able to have the asset that's of uh, so it sounds like you get a you're you're in a great place now yeah i i like that's why i said like why i had to kind of get away from iowa it didn't offer as much as what colorado does for me at least so it's it's just beautiful country there's a lot out here like I said, there's a lot of microclimates out here in Colorado from the western slope to like up north of Denver, Denver area, all the way down to Pueblo. And it's down here, it's desert. Where we got land, it's it's up in the valley, in the San Luis Valley, but it's still high desert. Like not a lot of rain. It's going to be like uh, just a whole... How was it growing from one... Did it take a lot of, from going A to B to C, uh, did it help tweak your growing, uh, your growing knowledge of your grow experience there? Seems like, yeah. you know, them are way different environments, uh, way different lessons. Uh, growing, well, starting in Vegas to complete desert. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I had to learn that environment to when I lived in Colorado Springs, the first time I lived in Colorado. Um, that was dry, but it had moisture. Like it would have bursts of humidity, but then it'd be almost desert-like. And it was like fluctuations and like, oh my God, like this is like really have to figure out how to adjust for this. And it was a little interesting. Uh, Pedro, funny. Um, I'm high, Pedro. Sorry. That's funny. You were, sorry, I got off topic, Eagle. Um, he was saying something about Iowa sucks. Pink titty. Yes, it does. And I wrote hello for the second time. I'm just medicated. Um, but yeah, so learning Colorado Springs. And then after I lived in Colorado Springs, I lived over in Villa Grove, which was like, up in the northern part of the San Luis Valley. And that was high desert. And that was completely different compared to Colorado Springs. I didn't have a lot of moisture like I used to get. And so my like humidity, relative humidity would be at the most 35%. So I always had to either add more or figure out how to manage with it. Um, so it was definitely different. And then down here in Pueblo, Oh, it's, yeah, I've got to figure out how to get moisture sometimes. 
really dry. Like it will be so dry that your wood will start to split because there's that lack of moisture in there around here. I could see your uh, growth style being a definite plus in them areas, you know, soil uh, being able to retain the uh, moisture for a lot longer. Do you use like a, a crop cover or, you know, top, you know, something to maybe straw or something like that to utilize to help keep some moisture back? Uh, not really. Uh, in my indoor gardens, like when I do leaf stripping, I'll put my leaves down on top, soil kind of help it. Um, that's all I can really do. I mean, it, it begins to break down back into the soil anyhow, but that's the only real thing I'll do. Um, most of the time, it's just making sure I have them watered because literally in a day and a half, sometimes they'll be almost bone dry. So even if I'm adding something, it just depends on like what the relative humidity or the temperature is because it changes so quickly. You got something to drink over there? Speaking of bone dry, I've been over here, been just fucking chugging on this got pop some water. And shit. Well, yeah, I had some coffee. I got some water. Tea. All right. Yeah, Pedro, uh, I'm super high. Let's see. We've been at this for two hours now. Yeah, yeah, no worries. <laughs> That's what it's about, man. Yep, this dab, is, uh, dabbed a couple times. Hey, but Pedro, you. Buddy, you know when I start dabbing out how I get. He fed me. I had 14-hour drive from Iowa, and I went to Pedro's house, coming in Colorado, and got to his house, and he fed me like a thousand milligram RSO pills on top of dabbing. Dude, I was so exhausted by the night's ends. Like, I don't know how I fought to stay awake. Seems like everybody uh, has uh, that I've interviewed that has had the blessed opportunity to hang out with Pedro has, you know, he fucked me up stories basically, <laughs> either with the capsules or the dabs or whatever. And sounds like a gracious host, man. How could you not want to stop and see fucking Pedro? <laughs> I'll tell you, I've had some good times at Pedro's house. Like, Pedro, I believe, like, as well as I've got to know Pedro over the years, I consider Pedro a good friend. You don't talk to him every day, but when you talk to him, it's like you just catch up, you know, like instantly with everything. Like, oh, hey, what's going on, blah, blah, That's how I, you know, like I feel about Pedro and Dizzy, you know, like those two just over the years, I've grown to know them so well that, you know, that it's like, you know, a, a brother, you know, across the other side of Colorado. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just like you yourself. I mean, I, you, I think you can tell you can tell a genuine vibe in somebody. You know, you tell bullshit from not bullshit. And I think that's one of the great things of, about yourself and them that uh, has helped draw, make the following. You know, they can tell the genuine great people that they are, you know, without no bullshit, no dab stories or nothing. You can tell that the it's fun to follow people that are genuine and happy and, you know, do oh, great dude. things for the community. It's an easy you know, place to follow along. Great people like, to watch. I got some stories on Pedro just from hanging out with him that it's, we've had good times. Like we had, he had an old LED light 
that we did an office style. Um, have you seen Office? Uh, what is it? Office Space. Uh, oh, movie? I fuck, love that movie. Love okay, that so movie. you know where they destroy the copier, right? Oh they yeah, 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 yeah. We took out an old LED and we made a video of me, Dizzy, him, and Tricky D, and dude, we had fun doing stuff like that. Um, we did it. Another deal. Where, Please tell me you played the music. Please tell me you played the music and everything. That. Yes. That had been fucking funny. Pedro has it on his YouTube channel. You guys can even go back and watch it. It's pretty comical. Oh, like we had good time. <laughs> Another time, um, I had created its Salida OG. It's a uh, purple deadhead OG, King Urkel OG cross. And it has some sativa to it. Well, it hits me like an indica. So I left some at Pedro's house for him to try out. He's he's doing a show, and it, he forgets it's sativa. He starts getting jitters. His sativa hits him. He's got to go. Like, he can't sit still. And so he doesn't smoke a lot of sativas. But watching him, like, oh, my God, where did I get this weed? Oh, it was medically fit weed. Oh, yeah, it's a sativa. Like, it's pretty interesting, the stories we've had over the years, just trade flowers, stuff like that. So. Yeah, but that's, you know, like being a part of this grow community. A lot of people, I, in Colorado, I've traveled and met a lot of other people too. You know, um, I've got a friend down by Trinidad, Walsenburg area. Um, I've been over to Pedro's house. I've been up towards uh, Fort Collins to Scotty Reel's place, hanging out with him, to Nasi Gardens. Um, my buddy 420 Hydro Kings up in Colorado Springs. So yeah, there's a lot of people that, you know, I'll travel to Colorado to come hang out with. I bet, I bet. Fucking, uh, it'd be cool as fuck to hang out with, uh, take one of those uh, uh, trips they could uh, Pedro. I'd be down, I'd be down. <laughs> I ventured down the rabbit hole just the other day. And, uh, you got to do it every once in a while. But, man, to hang out with them guys, do some dabs and desert and shit, that'd be a fucking epic day. That'd be a fucking epic day. Uh, well, and it's like, you know, a lot of people, you know, that follow us, uh, oh, you're so-and-so, you're so-and-so. Well, we're just like you guys. We're just everyday people, you know? We'll hang out. We'll smoke with you. We'll get to know you. You know, we'll swap stories. That's what we enjoy doing. You know, that's kind of what really helped build the YouTube community, the Instagram community. It's, it's people want to share. People want to hang out and share what they're growing and, you know, talk about it and enjoy the conversation. That's the best thing. You know, that's, I say it all the time time there's just so many uh, aspects to the plan i mean from growing it earlier losing yourself in the garden just uh cultivating it to the you know point of harvest 
just you know getting into enjoying it yourself to passing it on your patients you know the joy there to even just yeah the fact that it's given it to patients is another you know gratifying to talking about about it you know just the fact that we're talking about it you know we're talking about it in the community the events you know it's all uplifting across the board i mean it's a miracle plan really it really is kind of what you know really brought this community together you know even though we've had some bad apples you know through this community and kind of caused division but like all together everybody really comes together when hey let's sit down and just smoke a joint let's sit down take some ball grabs or do some dabs and let's just bullshit and talk and hang out like there's local events um love for the plant he's uh on instagram he had an event it was a grower sesh up in denver and this happened right before the coronavirus nonsense went on and there was quite a few people that drove you know all over colorado to come into this event actually drove in uh where was t-town flowers uh ohio i think he's from he was actually at this event like there were quite a few people that came to this event just because he posted on Instagram and probably I'd say 50, maybe 60 people there at this event for the first time. And it's people want to be a part of this community. And they want to go to events like this. No, and that's what the, you know, it's amazing too. I love, <clears throat> I have, I love smoking and uh, just talking cannabis with people at them events and seeing the passion in their eyes. You know, uh, about what they grow, what we're smoking on, what they've got in, you know, store for the future. It's it's great to see that passion. And, and you know, again, there's very few things that ignite and bond people the way this night. When people break out their flower, people want to see, you know, the quality, want to see the cure. When people break out the rosin like Pedro, everybody's mouth start drooling and eyes just get real big. Like, you know, everybody wants to see it, especially when it's live and it's just not in videos. And it's, it's really interesting just how everything just brought this community together like that and how it's just grown you, over uh, the years. You've just kind of you know, brought up a point with, to me that about it is it, in a way, it keeps reinventing itself uh, it, with tech and stuff. You know what I mean? Just as, you know, it may fizzle out a little bit. Here comes a new uh, rosin or, you know, chatter. Or, Diamonds and sauce. Right, right, right. right? And, then, and not only that, it's a whole nother group that, you know, subgroup. You know what I mean? So it, it's, you get all these people that are passionate in so many different aspects of the plan. It's it's really crazy. It really is. It's, it, and it just makes it bigger and bigger and bigger. I love for to go to the events and see the first timers that have, you know, they're like, oh my God, I, I never knew it could be like this. You know what I mean? And it's finally won them over. The gate, the floodgates have broke and shit. It's always great. And great I try experience. to tell everybody to, hey, try to go to an event. Try to just go 
meet people face to face at one of these events and experience what it's really like because like every event I've been to it's been different but it's always meeting people and greeting and smoking and enjoying the conversation but like from Las Vegas event to the SoCal event to the DGC cups to the indoor expo you know they're all a little different in what's going on uh, the DGC cup that's an awesome event if you guys never tried going to one of them but it's literally local home growers sending in their cannabis to test and for everybody to smoke to see who's is the best they also do that's it with rosin and oils and concentrates but it's interesting like last year there was 40 some flower entries that we got to smoke and try during this whole event. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. You know, uh, that's what I kind of like about this show. And I, as far as like, uh, we're talking about going to these events and uh, talking one-on-one with each other and seeing the passion and whatnot. That's that's what I kind of think what's cutting this show a little bit uh, different than uh, what uh, is going on right now is uh, we, we're having that right now, even though we're not there, you know what I mean? We're not at the event. Uh, we get to have this conversation. I still get to see the passion and what you're doing on that side. Not only that, but then we're including them. So not only that, now am I having this again again even at a sesh even at a sesh when would i have the opportunity to sit down with you for two hours or what i in counting and have this opportunity long sesh with you one-on-one but not only that they're in on it too this is like you know a three-way sesh i'd say they've sat in and hung out with medically fit you know and smoked down well, and like, knowing just like I do, because they're quite capable right now of getting your attention, just like I am of, you know, turning on my mic and going, hey, man, whatever. So they have that option, too. So I think this is, you know, it's, it's really a cool thing that you've offered up your time, you know, and everybody else does and lets, lets us see your passion and, you know, the other side of the videos, you know, we get to, right. that's another thing, too. You know, we, you, we see the rehearsed you know, well edited side of you and I don't everybody really edit else. My videos, really. That, good, good. I'm Just, glad to I hear do, that. I don't do worry. raw. Waste I your do. fucking time on that. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. You know, yeah, I heads off to you for that, really. But like, I'll explain to my girlfriend. You know, like she doesn't understand like this YouTube, Instagram, social media part of what this is and how like we all kind of hang out and share information and you know I try to get her to understand that you know building a brand and building information she's and, never been in the chats has she no she, this isn't like anything that she ever grew up around it's this is something that uh like she needs she, to introduce herself medically get her into good yes yeah once they get fucking saying like you, how everybody says hello and stuff, she'll catch yeah. the bug. 
She'll catch a bug. That's how my daughter Alexis, that's watching right now, she when this started, she tuned in a little bit to support us. She's not, she's a little bit of a cannabis user, but she'd always seen how I would like you was drawn into it, you know, and spent a lot of time hanging out with everybody. And then uh, she started hanging out, and I gave her, you know, my daughter's in the chat. So everybody started saying hi to her and shit. And uh, next thing I know, she's hooked. She was hooked. And now, you know, she's barely, you know, she uses, uh, utilizes CBD a little bit still for anxiety, but not even. But she's a cannabis supporter. She loves hanging out and uh, communicating with everybody in the chat. So I think maybe if you got her to like uh, maybe hang out with you in a grow tube or wherever, maybe even go live on one of your shows, uh, you know, fire up your, you know, on your shit and get her to maybe hang out and interact a little bit with people on your stuff and maybe see if you can get the bug to bite her a little bit. Uh, you know? Yeah. That's, I'd say that's like leading a horse to water. Yeah, you never know, though. I mean, yeah. once they, it is such a very open community and loving community. It really is. It is. And that's, you know, for like growing up in the Midwest where she's from, um, I'm from, like, it's always been a big no-no, you know, and her being out here in Colorado and this, this culture, because that's what it is. It's a culture. Um, it's it's different for her to understand like how it's part of YouTube and the social media and it's I you know I try to teach her about it and getting her to understand um, but she still questions a lot it's still hard for her to kind of like well why do you got to do this well because I'm trying to help you know I'm trying to put information out there I'm trying to share the knowledge that I have that I've learned over the years and that's why I do it and you know, I go to these events so I can hang out and meet people and trade, you know, seeds and cuts and, you know, different things, you know, try different products from different people. And like Mars Hydro, great example. You know, a lot of people, you know, will talk crap about Mars Hydro because they tested them or they just thought they're crap lights or some people now like me, you know, we're testing out these new lights for them. Uh, but it's things like that, that you know, the channels now led to, oh, what? I can now start making money through contracts with different companies because they want to pay me to put their stuff on my YouTube channel. And it's not that I monetize my channel, but now I got companies that want a sponsorship through my channel. Oh, okay. So, you know, now my channel is becoming more than just the education. I'm getting enough where I'm getting people that want to start paying me to put their product on my channel. Okay, well, let's see how this goes, you know? And that's fair enough, brother, because that works on two, two different levels, okay? That works on two different levels, and I'll say without, like, um, any kind of, like, sellout level, if you will. That works because that allows you to actually kind of compensate a little bit for your time because it is time uh you do real life evaluations on products that people that are you know watching may buy and 
I can tell right now that you're an honest person. If it sucks and you're not happy in the end of it, you're going to say, well, thank you for the sponsorship, but, mm, you know, you need to work on it. Maybe send me Gen 2 or something and we'll, we'll go another round. Right. And people need to know that. And you don't, a lot of times you don't even have to fucking say that because <laughs> results don't lie. The people that are watching are going to go, eh, that like didn't really do, you know, or whatever. It's, you know, but either way, if you're able to compensate a little bit like that, then it keeps you know, also from having to do that, you know, whatever link and then, you know, hit the box or whatever. It, it keeps, keeps that. Well, away you don't have to do that you don't have to you know compromise that if you don't have to i mean it's an option i don't know if you do do that or whatever but uh but that's the thing people should understand that want to be youtube creators like if that's what your goal is really to do is build an audience build followers subscribers you know if you're trying to be a, a creator use your influence for some of this use your influence like uh getting into some of these contracts i had to they did they wanted to try lowball me and i had to pretty much show hey this is my work i'm, I'm bringing to the table over two million views on my channel like that's worth x amount of time and money alone like you know then my subscribers look one of one of the videos i already did for you hit over five thousand views within just a few months like let's know like let's talk real numbers but you know so people as influencers or creators can use things to their advantage and you know people want to put their products on your channel don't don't think that uh doing it for free you know like make it worth your time Right on, right on. Nothing wrong with that either. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. You know, I've I had know. a few. Go ahead. I've had a few interests uh, with that, but not yet. You know what I'm saying? But hopefully that comes. That's not the reason I stepped into this room. No. It was the knowledge. And not as you, you can see, See though, there's there's nothing I'm selling selling uh, good people. <laughs> well, so that just makes it easy, you know. Yeah, and that you know, like I never set out for my channel to be any of that, and like that's the thing. Like over the years of growing, and that's what your channel's doing too. It's growing, and then you're gonna thanks to yeah. be great people like yourselves, you know. And yeah, it's not, like, nothing I'm doing. It's it's for real it's absolutely nothing i'm doing it's 100 percent great people like yourselves that are coming on and helping this grow you know i just show yeah. up every night and question but it's it's people like yourself that come on and help put their name to this pedro that you know help broadcast this the people that tune in and tell everybody else about this this is you know I, I do very I do some part of this, but every the this is growing because of people like yourself, people, you know. I just I I try, but it's all great things to you and you know everybody else that 
this even takes place every night. What you got? Oh, what we we, we, here? We just got a little some seedlings in here, some testers going, and we got to finish getting these grow rooms finished up. We've got them framed up. We got to get, we got some power to them. Um, I got my other plants in a temporary site right now, but these seedlings, um, three of them are pounded, which is nine pound hammer times cookie puss from Jinx Proof. Um, the other two are Mendo Dope. Um, they're some seeds I got from Tanasi a while back and thought I'd try, pop them and see you know, how they turn out. And the lights just went off. So that's why it kind of got dark in here. Did. So a couple fire genetics there for sure. Are you gonna um, are you gonna upload their progress in a series maybe? Yeah, I've been doing some uh, video updates. You know, just kind of posted a one or two on YouTube so far for these. I got to get another one on their growth. Um, like I've been doing quite a bit on the Crop King Auto seats that I've had um, going, kind of showing their progress. Um, kind of showing the snow goddess, you know, and how horrible it's been doing because I've been just neglecting, neglecting it lately. Um, haven't been over there to really treat it and take care of it like I need to. But like that's all part of my plan. Like I show shitty plants and how well they'll recover. Like that's not a problem for me to show that recovery. So, but I want to show, you know, like people do have problems with plants. You know, even the best growers out there, some of them don't like to try to show that they do, but they do. So it's more honorable, I think, when people like yourself do show that they're having a little more problems. It makes it more relatable, and you know, because people do have problems. You know what I mean? And it's more harder to believe that people don't. And that magical garden just. <laughs> generates you know day after day after day and everything's always spot on that's that's insanity really should have yeah and that's why I like i like to do raw videos i like to show what's really happening like if i'm in my garden and i'm like oh shit i found something and i didn't want the camera to see it i can't take it away i'm gonna that's why i don't edit it you know like edit videos uh -uh. i want to show what's really happening i want to show i'm out of problems if i'm really having any problems I don't want to show that I'm the top-notch best grower and I'm so, you know, no, dude, if I'm having problems, I'm going to show you, you know, it's, that's a part of being a real grower is everybody has problems. Everybody doesn't get it right 100% of the time. Even if it's fully automated, you're still messing up and having some issues along the way. I don't blame you, man. I, I, that's 100% why I do this show live and I, I will never fucking board this shit because it's just better off live it's more sincere live it, it's uh you know it become it'd be more of a job too to go back and edit it all and so i guess in that aspect it's a little cheater but in, i don't like the idea of like in that time you know if we recorded this there would be that time where uh between the recording and publishing that you, there would be the editing and you'd be kind of be like wondering what the fuck, fuck's being edited out, you know, what's going to be published where that's 
not not even a question here. It's this is live. This is exactly how it's going to be published, and uh, it's more well, real like that. And I think that's why people tune in and they appreciate the realness of it. And, uh, the few I think videos. that's why they tune into your videos too. Yeah. Yeah. And the few that I've had to edit was because oh my camera either was running low on battery and I've had to get some more footage and didn't have enough or. It's something I've had to do over times and do increments of and then put it all together. But like most of my videos that I do are just straight raw, right? As soon as I'm done, upload. Let's get it right uploaded and get it rolling, you know, to get the information out there or get my video log recorded. I think too, when you do uh, make a little bit of mistakes that people just in, you know, appreciate like a stumble in words or something like that. Oh, I'm notorious about that. Especially when I get high, like me getting super high and trying to do a video, you can hear I'm high. I'll mess up words. Sometimes I can't say it. Sometimes I'm slurring my words a little bit, trying to even pronunciate some of the words. Like I'm not perfect. I'm not going to be perfect 100% of the time. Sorry. That's me, though. I am I am notorious for fucking up names as I read them. <laughs> well, and, uh, I always look forward to the comments. People calling me out on that shit. You know what I mean? Think uh, about I the bacteria that. and fungi names alone. I'm not going to remember all of them. And I'm going to mess a lot of them up, especially when I get stoned. You know, like, um, it's just going to happen. Nothing wrong with that, I don't think, either. It just it just gives it a more realistic realm to it, I, like we've said. You have to appreciate that. Uh, it's about that time again. <sighs> Hell yeah, I think I'll take one with you this time. Um, this is some Bubba. Yep, Bubba Life Sugar. So is that the, the heavy indica there? Um, no, that's this Nightmare Express. And that's 83%. Sounds pretty good. I had some Nightmare cookies a couple weeks back. Pretty decent. So let's go back to growing and like Vegas on. Um, catch back up. Uh, so, Vegas, I was out there about three years. When I was out there, the, a great, wonderful story, great time of growing uh, the YouTube community. One of my dear friends that I met through YouTube. I actually got to meet in person living out in Vegas. Um, my buddy Primo Kush, uh, Kush sorry, uh, God rest his soul, he passed away not too long ago. Um, met him when he came out there for a kidney transplant. Um, this was uh, the first time he was having some problems, like he's been battling cancer. He battled a tr kidney transplant, a liver transplant. This man fought for a hard time and lived many years. Um, and it was uh, great to know him why he lived through this and got to meet him. And Buds on Buds was another really great friend um, out in Las Vegas that I got to meet. And he ended up moving to Colorado 
Uh, I ended up moving to Colorado. Uh, he was in Denver area. I was in Colorado Springs. So we hooked up and started trading cuts and seeds. Um, so yeah, Vegas was a great time. Uh, never, I did not ever meet Envy Closet Med Grower until I went back out there. We were supposed to meet, but I left um, before we ever got to meet. So that, you know, it didn't suck, but I ended up getting to meet him uh, later. But uh, yeah, um, I was growing Bubba Kush, um, growing some Redline Genetics seeds. They're Blurp, which were, um, I had a couple other things I was growing out at the time. Um, but yeah, after that, I ended up in Colorado. Yeah, what's going on, Vegas? But ended up being up in Colorado. Um, that's where I started picking back up growing. And really, the YouTube channel picked back up. Of course, we probably lost Eagle. So I'm having to host my own show again. Once again, here I am in the darkness. Sorry about the light. But yeah, Vegas was good times. Got to meet some good people out there. Um, then got to Colorado and started to meet like Pedro and um, 420 Hydro Kings, 420. Um, so there, you know, got to meet quite a few people here that have been in Colorado. So what's everybody smoking on? Because I don't think I've really asked anybody tonight. Because you all heard I was smoking on some uh, Bubba Live Sugar. Then we got to heat up our little ice cream cone dab straw. Can't find any tangy. Oh, hilarious. Right, CJ? It's all warmed up. Hopefully, Eagle Garden will be back on if he can get reconnected. So we'll stay on. Hopefully, see what we can do. <clears throat> yeah, I'm pretty medicated. That's the whole point of four to five hour show that he tries to do. Woo. Yeah, Colorado, it was good. Uh, I really enjoyed a lot of the cuts I came across here. Uh, and it's sad that I lost a lot of them. The golden goat cut that I had was, oh my. It was like real golden goat. Um, the Durango OG that we had, that was really nice. Um, dab time. <laughs> Can you hear me? Uh-uh. Oh my god, I am so tired of this shit. Thank you for being a sport. Yeah, buddy! Sweet. That sounds good, Pedro, because I'm tired of smoking this shit. <coughs> I'm back. Yeah, so I was talking about Colorado um, during that time. Kind of like the move from Vegas to Colorado. What I was growing. I uh, had some really nice, a really nice cut of golden goat that I got from some old men that 
Um, I worked with one of the guy's brothers um, at the fabrication shop and we started talking that both of us kind of grew and then we were like, well, let's exchange some, you know, cuts and he had a cut of the golden goat and um, we'll come back to that mystic. Just remind us. Um, but he had a cut of golden coat and oh my, that was such a nice cut. It was chunky. It was big colas, like beautiful, true golden goat and shrimp sticks from ocean grown. Got to try it. And cause he's a Colorado guy and he's like, dude, I haven't tasted that in a long time. Like that's real golden goat. And uh, that was one I lost, which sucked. Uh, Bubba Kush cut that I had. That was really nice. Lost that. Um, we had a Durango OG that I had that was growing when I first got it uh, in Colorado Springs. That was just popcorn buds, but just frosty, a lot of resin, real like OG. Uh, man, I went through a lot of different genetics when I got up to Colorado. So much to go through. Problems could be worse. So, up to this point, uh, what's your treasure been? What do you mean, my treasure? The uh, the one strain that uh, you, you know you've been most fond of up to this point. Um, that's kind of hard. Growing. I mean, as far as grow, not necessarily as far as, you know, being able to go out and purchase and try or, you know what I mean? Yeah. What you've grown. That's kind of hard because there was a few of them that I had that were just, I really enjoyed them and I, I was sad that I lost them. Um, I had, we had one that was called Blue Weiser. It was Blue Dream Chernobyl um, Pennywise. And it was really a good medical. It was a one and a half to one ratio. Um, it grew like the blue dream. Uh, it really produced really well, but it worked great medicinally as well. Like um, some of like my old roommates, one of her was talking about she was having cramps one morning and she didn't feel good. And me and her boyfriend and her were all supposed to go hiking. And I was like, here, we'll smoke some of this. She's like, what? I was like, it got some CBD to it, you know, try it out. And she smoked it and she's like, oh my God, like, I really, I feel better. Like, I don't feel like I'm really crampy like I was. Well, not that I need to know that, but yeah, that's cool as hell. You know, like, I'm glad it's helping you, you know, like, so that was one of them. Um, the King Urkel that I had, oh, that was like a sweet, pungent pine like a rotten fruit, pungent smell to it. Uh, outdoors, the plant produced over a pound, almost a pound and a half dry weight. Uh, so it was set over eight foot tall by eight foot wide. Like it was a nice plant. Um, I had a Sethia G that was a bag seed that I did outdoors that was super resinous. Like, I've had a lot of plants. My BB Kush, there's another one. It wasn't really indica dominant, but it produced 0.86%, so almost a percent of THCV. And that, 
loved to plant for it. It was what, uh, 27, I think, percent total cannabinoid, you know, THC, THCA, THCB, a little bit of CBG to it. But it was, it was a really nice plant, stayed really short, bushy. Even outdoors, I maybe could only get a half a pound off the plant dry weight. Like it didn't, it was just a bush. It wouldn't grow any bigger. Um, that was just a really nice plant too. So yeah, I've had a lot. You're on mute. Eagle, you're on mute. <laughs> we didn't even really touch uh, base at all any uh, really about your outdoor experience. Uh, no. Like, what kind of outdoor grows have you had, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I consider my greenhouse my outdoor grows because it was literally in a greenhouse that had nothing but windows. It wasn't like plastic or a hoop house. It was literally a glass house. Um, and it was like straight sunlight, 120 degrees in that house like that's what I consider my outdoor um, it's that greenhouse but my plants in there uh, my I had a it was called Noble Charlotte it was the blue noble um, times fake Charlotte web it the Charlotte fake Charlotte's web was supposed to be real Charlotte's web but it wasn't and we had it tested and it was like a one and a half ratio to one uh, CBD THC. And so I used that, but the plants got 11 foot tall in that greenhouse, like bending over at the ceiling. So if they could have got any taller, they probably could have, but those plants were really nice. A couple different phenos of them. Back to hosting the show again, but so, uh, yeah, but those noble Charlottes, those were probably the biggest plants I had outdoors. Um, the next probably would have been that King Urkel. It was close to eight foot tall. Um, the Golden Goat got pretty good size. The Sage and Sour the following year got probably close to 10 foot. Um, so I've had quite a few. Um, what else? Oh, I had the um, IDFK, fuck I don't know, plant. It was purple, that one was a nice one. Purple, really purple flowers. Yeah, uh, used to be a panelist over on the EO show uh, when I was back in Iowa, um, getting ready to come back to Colorado. Uh, took some time away from being on the show, trying to get everything moved and situated. But now I'm back out here, Colorado, trying to get my grow back on. Ladies are sleeping or we're sleeping. Now lights off, so. Been sitting here. I guess Eagle may not be coming back on. I don't know. But I'm pretty medicated and I need some water. Don't you all have something else to do tonight? No, I'm kidding. This is late for me. Usually I'm not up this late. So 
surprised I'm doing well because I think this cup of coffee really helped Eagle because I'd have been really dragging ass if I couldn't make it. But okay, so some of the things um, beware of growth stores, beware of hydro stores. And why do I say that? <clears throat> because if you're going to these stores to get different products, be aware that people that have pest infestation are taking them into these grow stores and their bugs are then going off on their floor and coming up on you. And you're taking that infestation home to your garden. So be aware of these grow stores and hydro stores that you guys shop at. Um, he's trying to get up. There you go. There's more than one way to skin this fucking cat. Oh, I see I that. <laughs> I got my phone going at now as a backup. I just got the camera turned off. So if my internet drops, I could just switch over to the fucking phone. Fuck this shit. <laughs> that's funny. It is. That's a. Oh, God. It's been like this all week, man. There's been a couple of shows to this week uh, I haven't been able to make, but man, I am so looking forward to getting internet tomorrow. The whole time, I don't. I, I keep. I'm so sorry, by the way, to keep de derailing your great episode with this bullshit. <laughs> You're all right. I've been up here in the sticks at best, medically fit. When this shit was up and running at its best, I only had one, uh, three megs, three megs at best on any given day. And they tell me that's barely enough to stream something on my TV and have my phone hooked up to my Wi-Fi, which I've lived off of for years. But suddenly, for like a, four days ago, it's decided to take a shit on me and do this. So now I'm finally, it's been enough kicking the ass to where I'm going to order satellite and go to like a T1 connection. Have you uh, researched your router and all that stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. I spent uh, the other night, like two hours before the show with them on there, fucking with that router. And it, it keeps coming on. And they go, okay, your line's fine. And as soon as I hang up, it takes a shit. <laughs> and then uh, that same night, again, after trying to go live with the show, I spent another hour and a half with the tech on there. And he'd sit there and go, okay, you're fine. I'm like, oh, no, you're not. You're not going anywhere. Let me get over to the internet here. I try to go live and take a shit. And they told me uh, the 11th. They weren't going to be able to come out here and fucking look at this shit until uh, June 11th. So I was going to have to stumble through this shit like this for another fucking two weeks. So I was like, oh, no, I got it. This has got to stop. So see, that's yeah. Internet. When I lived out there in Villa Grove, we had to have uh it was satellite, but we had to have it point towards a certain mountain. So it would, you know, hit the satellite receiver and, you know, we can hit it, get the receiver off that dish or whatever they had up there. But, uh, yeah, so I know your problems. Like, there's a lot of times we had to have them come out and reset and see what was going on and why we weren't getting signal and, yeah, living out of sticks and you don't have great internet providers, dude, it sucks. 
you've been a total sport about this and i can't apologize you know enough about this this is really embarrassing on my end to you know have you on and then drop in and out and be very unprofessional about this whole thing on my end but i you know, i appreciate oh. you being a sport about it i really do so we were talking about like the greenhouse grow and what what plants i was growing um some of the plants I had in there, my noble Charlotte was over 11 foot tall. Can't um, even imagine. Oh, monstrous. And what blew me away is when they went in a stretch, they literally stretched almost four to five times their original size. But they were sativa. They had blue dream. They had that like haze background. Like they just wanted to keep going and stretching and by the time they were done, it, I just I was amazed at how high they got, how tall they got in that greenhouse. That'd be a nice uh, medium for me. I'm afraid to go out uh, outdoors 100%. But uh, greenhouse, you could probably control the smells and you know a little bit more than being right out in the open. Well, another thing about our greenhouse is like it wasn't just on the ground we dug down it was dug down like three to four foot down in the ground already and then the the rest of it was built around it so that way the frost line we were able to get the plants down in the ground a little bit sooner keep them in there longer um, later in october because the frost line up there at the higher altitude it would come late september early october and uh, when that first good kind of frost hit uh, one of those noble charlottes, there's two different phenos of it. One of them didn't like it so much, but the other one was hardy. When it got down to like 20 some degrees in that greenhouse, it it thrived and that purple, like really uh, color came out in the plant. And it was nice because seeing how hardy that plant was, you know, in that cold of temperature, let me know that you know, that would be more of a plant that I'd want to work with outdoors. Where the other one, you know, it's just too finicky and didn't like those cold temperatures. That would probably been one I'd want to work with indoors. Um, other plants in my greenhouse, uh, that King Urkel, same eight foot tall. Um, I think my sage and sour got close to 10 foot tall. Uh, but that was, oh, that was probably close to 10 foot wide too. It was a ball, like huge bush. But I do a lot of topping my plants. Do a lot of training. I do it early too. I think that's a must, uh, especially in an outdoor. I have never grown outdoors, but it seemed like you'd have to. A bush would be better than a, you know, a nice tall 12-foot monster that's going to ultimately probably snap on you. Well, and no. that's, a, I didn't, that was the first time growing that. So I didn't know like what it was going to do outdoors. I also like the fact that uh, when you're in the greenhouse, you're growing in the ground. It seems like that would be uh, a better way to keep that root zone happier, you know, cool. Like it should be because if you were up on in the ground, out of ground rather in a pot, it seems like you'd be fighting uh, ambient temperatures all the time, trying to keep it, you know, especially in Colorado where it seemed like it could get hot as fuck. You wouldn't want that root zone 80, 90 degrees, you know, you'd want an ambient 
65 to 70, right? Do you, well, uh, and that's the thing, like with it, the greenhouse already being dug down four foot, like the holes we dug at that point were literally three foot in the ground from there. So we were also trying to get them to get closer to the water table because uh, there was water, you know, at least 40 to 60 foot deep, the, the shallow table. Um, and if the roots can get that deep from, you know, getting tall and doing some watering, I was hoping at least, you know, not have to water as much, but up there in the high desert, you know, plants need a lot of water and running off a well, burn up a pump trying to water some plants, you know, and people don't understand that living out there and you run off a well and you're watering all the time and that pump's running hard. Well, it may seem like another issue. You might not have this problem uh, in the soil, but the water table shifting is, you know, crazily from season to season mm -hmm. uh, can really throw things off as well. Is that something you notice in, in organic systems? Uh, they, like, if they're able to get their roots as deep as possible, um, they'll find good water, especially. Uh, where I was up at that altitude, there was a creek, a little stream that went behind there, um, and it wasn't that far behind, so I knew the water table was pretty shallow. Uh, but, man, watering them, I'd probably go through a couple hundred gallons of water trying to water them all. And that'd be, you know, through a week. How many plants was that? Uh, that would be seven plants. I go through quite a bit of water myself and uh, I'm on a well, so I can understand that. And I see a lot of uh, growers in Michigan that are in shittier areas, shitty, you know, wild water areas that uh, struggle before they figure out that uh, it's their water that's the problem and not necessarily what they're doing or the nutrients or whatever. It's actually the shit in the water that, uh, I had a hard time when I first moved up there in Villa Grove and was on well water coming from Sidwater to really figure out, cause it seemed like I was having some lockout issues or some pH issues. And well, I also had some heavy iron in the water, like a lot of the pipes and the house that we we're in, had a lot of rust going through them. The hot water heater months later had to be replaced because it was all just like rotted out from rust and didn't realize that was getting into the water that I was feeding the plants. Like it was heavy iron toxicity, you know, like having issues. And so, yeah, it's a learning curve going from city to well. Definitely, definitely. Like, like you said, once you get it mastered in one season, you can hit a dry spot that the water table can drop, and then, then it's a whole nother scenario, extra hard water. Right. And, yeah. And that's why I like a lot of people with wells have to watch for that hard mineral, heavy uh, minerals that are in, you know, in the soil that leach down into the wells and whatever chemicals are been sprayed. You know, like you have to be worried about that in the well water. Pathogens as well, as far as that goes. Because uh, you can filter out a lot of the iron and stuff with the simple mm -hmm. filters, but some pathogens can still get through there. 
and uh, Med Grower One was a good one to we t- we had talk kind of similar. I had done head down to his house to pick up a light he wanted to off. He was like, "You want this fucker?" I'm like, "Hell yeah!" I need a <laughs> need a good reason to get it out down to the city anyway. So I headed down there and uh, we were discussing water and being on a well and whatnot. And uh, he was telling me that uh, a good way to check your water uh, is to fill up a tub and then let it sit out, you know, for a day, 20, 24 hours or whatnot, and then kind of feel it the next day, the edge of the bucket for uh, for pathogens, as far as pathogens go. Mm. And if it was like kind of slimy that uh, your well needed to be treated, you know, there are tablets you could drop down on your well to help, you know, alleviate that type of shit which i didn't know that that was even possible he's like oh yeah i, I had that problem here and uh, that's what i had to do you know every so often i have to drop tablets down the well to take care of that and see that's one thing that a lot of people you know as growers going from that city water out to country rural wells you know we got to remember that stuff because i didn't remember that stuff when i first moved out there and like oh, this water is way different. You know, I still try treating it like it was the same, like it was city tap and I needed to leave it sit out and oxygenate. Well, no, it's a whole different water. It's not chlorinated and, you know, it doesn't have chloramine and chlorine and fluoride and all those other chemicals the water company puts in. Coming from the aquifer down underneath and it might have some toxic, you know, high iron or high metal content or something that, I, you know, I didn't understand and it wasn't part of my grow. And now my grow, it's all fucked up and, oh, shit, what's going on? Like, you know, it took me a minute to really figure that out. Yeah, that's a good place to, you know, start out, I guess. And when you open or start a new grow is immediately test out that water source and know what you've got to start out with and how badly uh, it may or may not have to be filtered. Well, that's like now here, uh, the water is pretty well seven, pretty well neutral, but I'm in city. So when I'm running a five gallon bucket, like I can smell the chlorine in it. And I'm like, yeah, I need to add a little bit of hydrogen peroxide, let it aerate itself out a little bit. And like, I can't just apply it because I'm going to kill all the biology or kill a good chunk of it with the chlorine. That's not what I'm doing, want to do. So uh, are you still able to utilize the the greenhouse to catch myself up here? Uh, no, that was when I lived in Willow Grove. Uh, now I live down in Pueblo area. Back in the tents, are you able to grow outdoors at all? Uh, in Inside the city, it's supposed to be under a roof, canopy, behind locked doors. There's kind of some regulations growing in town. In Pueblo, I'm not really trying to grow outdoors either because there's too many thieves. And there's just like, even though we got dogs in the six foot fence, that doesn't stop people. You know, people will still come get something if they see it and they want it. So 
right now, no, I've got uh, a tent set up that the babies are in. And then I just finished framing up two rooms. Um, they're a little over six foot wide by eight foot wide by eight foot tall, both of them. Um, and I still gotta get, you know, uh, the walls done. I got some electric done in it. Um, so it's still got a little bit of work before I fully get into them, but yeah, trying to uh, get those ready and start getting some videos of what's going on. So what kind of, uh, are you gonna be in a super soil type system to start out with there? Is that yeah. I've got my uh, super soil. I just did a video a couple months back of a new recipe that I'm doing this year and it's been brewing. So it should be ready here within the next like 15 days that I can start using it. Um, and that's kind of what the plan was, was get the rooms ready. Um, supposed to possibly have some new tester lights coming for Mars Hydro uh, to test out. So I'll see if they're, what's going on with that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what's going on. You know, it's funny is uh, we can, you kind of brought that up them up a little bit. And feel free to mention them. You know, I'm all yeah. all about supporting everybody in the industry, companies, whatnot, big, small, what, where, however, in the the community. And people have their opinions about Mars Hydro one way or another. But talk about companies that shelled out some fucking lights. <laughs> You know what I mean? What other company has put out the amount of lights they have for testing? You know what I'm saying? That, that's part I, of the marketing that they're doing. And that's, you know, it's a good strategy. Here, we'll, we'll give you a light to put on your channel and test it. But people that are getting those lights, like I said earlier, like you don't understand the money you're making Mars Hydro by doing that for for just that light, you're making them way more money than that light's worth. Yeah, but in the, mm -hmm. in the same aspect, though, we, it's always nice to get a, same, a nice light, you know? Right? Yeah. That, <laughs> I'm there. I'm guilty. I did the same thing. Hey, what, what do you want to send me? You want to yeah. send me their TS-3000? I got a 1000 right over here, brother. See? <laughs> And it's I'm happy with it for what it is. It's actually a good light for uh an ep well we'll say we both know that they're probably not the uh the high end, right? Everybody knows that. Right. But for really an good. economical budget, you know, whatever yep. entry level, they're an awesome yep. light, I think, you know. I'm I'm supporting them with you know, because I believe for a budget grower, it's a good light to you, Delice. Um, my light, I don't know if it's like my intensity, but I've had some issues with one of my plants under the light, but I'm going back to where I think it's more my soil, where I've had issues from the get-go since I transplanted it, but at the same time, it also went under that light. So, you know, I'm, it's, a, it's all part of testing. Right, right. So, you know, like I've never grown with an LED. I, you know, for Mars, I've had one of the HLG 260 watt that they sent me to to test out, 
and I put a video on my channel, um, and I had that, and I didn't have like some of the issues, but I still think you know some of it's soil that I'm in, and you know I'm ready for my super soil to really be ready and see, because then if I completely change it to a different soil and it doesn't grow out of it and still has the issues under that light, then I know that the light is causing issues with the plant. But it's worth testing. It's worth showing. It's, I know. I don't know about I can't speak for the 600, but the 1000 seems to be pretty bright. You know, it would be. it's good for a 30 by 30 easy. I think you could easily stretch it out to a 36 by 36 i well, have flowered under mine it's been fairly yeah i was impressed for a like i said for a light that's under 100 bucks i was greatly impressed you know what i mean yeah you know? the the ts3000 is 450 to 550 depending on amazon and like month or day um but it covers a five by five area pretty well I think that's pretty decent for the price. And like I said, I was there bright. I, I've flowered under the thousand so far. <laughs> Good night, Pedro. Later, Pedro. I'll see I you know. tomorrow. Hit me up when you're like, oh, to town. Fuckers are talking about the <laughs> <laughs> He's not a fan of the Myers, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, it's actually uh, not that bad. It's really not for if you were like an entry level, I would I would pick one. If, um, how like me, when I went back to Iowa, I I didn't have any equipment, lost everything back, um, at Villa Grove, uh, so I needed to start over. And Mars wanted to send me light, and I'm like, okay, I could use the light to get going with, but. I want more than a light. So they're like, okay, well, we'll send you a light and a five by five tent. Okay, cool. You know, and now I have a grow space that I can start growing in. And so that's one thing, like, I appreciate Mars Hydro for willing to work with me and do more for my channel because I was willing to work with them content too right and the, I, i'm here to tell you i was impressed I'll light aside i was the quality of the tent i thought was pretty decent yeah i think it's pretty decent uh, the light oh it, it's man i've had to turn down the voltage on it to dim it down a little bit because it's it's pretty intense and like uh, that's one thing I thought was happening with my plants is it was almost too intense and it was kind of burning the chlorophyll out, but it, it, it was causing it to look like it was having a zinc deficiency. And it's like, dude, this is strange. I not had problems. You know, it's in veg, right? Yeah. Veg, long hours. Yep. 21. Take it down. That's your problem. Take your hours down. I'm guaranteed you right now. Put, you know, I'll, intensity aside mm -hmm. if you fucking take that back down to 18 or even 17 mm -hmm. uh i guarantee within one without changing anything you're doing within one to two days the color will come back in that and it will start eating like it's supposed to 
So why is it because of longer hours that it's causing it then? What have it's, you found uh, out? Uh, it's total light density. Uh, basically, uh, the plants, the, the light, the density of the light is, again, this is bro science and what I've picked up. Uh, the, the density of the light is so strong that uh, the plant is taking in what it needs for its, like, like say nutrients, okay? It's a, like a human, where I'm comparing it to a human. Right. Uh, it's, and, and uh, it, the light being our nutrients, basically. So it's taking up uh, all the nutrients are the light it needs in a shorter amount of time. And the rest of the day, you're like fattening, it's overdoing it. And it's like causing a lockout is what it's doing. Uh, it's creating a deficiency uh, because of it's too much light for too long. And I guarantee, and I've noticed this myself, uh, several instances under these LEDs, if you keep them on too long, it, you're, that's what happens right there. They start to lock out the cal, the calmag state and they go light, light green. It's not the recipe, but I'm telling you right now, you're going too long with them lights. Uh, See, when you I can't first... do that. You can't do that with the LEDs. I promise you, if you dial that back to 18, preferably 17 in veg, you'll notice a more vigorous growth and and that color will come back in within days. I just had the problem go. I just went through this uh, medically with the, the lights I've got going over here because it, I, we kind of went through a cold snap here in Michigan and I've kind of flip flop for seasons. I let them higher intensity LEDs go for 24 for, for the heat value. Again, I knew they were in veg and it wasn't going to cause no problem, you know, and flip or whatever. Right. But that's exactly what happened. They, they look like Kelmag deficiencies. And uh, I knew I spotted, I knew exactly what it was from having that problem over here, 24 in veg with the LEDs. So I, as soon as I cut the light cycle back, days within days, green, the, that green color came back. Everything was back to normal. It's just that it's too intense. They can't have the, They can't handle that long, extra beating in veg. See, but here's in flower too. You could probably knock off an hour in flower too with them. Here's what's strange though, because the auto flowers, the whole time they were growing until just like the last week week and a half maybe is when I started noticing but they had no problems but then they started looking nitrogen hungry like they were wanting more nitrogen because they were starting to really put on some of the weight I mean that's the only deficiency that really started showing in them and that was just in the last week and a half I can't speak to that because I've never tried to grow uh, autos especially in under a 24 setting or a 21 setting under the LED like that, especially under the newer type LEDs, uh, the intensity on them is, you know, we're, we're in the next it's level. A, yeah. We're in the next level. And uh, that's what testing, testing these out, seeing what works and what doesn't. It's all what, part of this grow game. Play with that and get back with me. Okay. And, uh, note it and let me know if that helped or not. I guarantee you, you're going to notice that color come back within days and you'll be right back on point and you'll be saving a little bit on your power bill because you're saving an extra you know time but uh, well 
yeah, that doesn't hold much watch. Only like 400 some, almost 500 some watts, I think. But uh, I guarantee that it'll help you. I guarantee it. I don't. I'm not one to give out advice because I don't like, you know, I I don't have no problems in showing people my grows and, and answering direct questions on how I grow. Yeah. But I don't care to give out advice because there's so many different, uh, especially like long distance advice. You know what I mean? Uh, there can be so many fucking variables and shit, but I can recognize the science of what's going on here with that LED light. I guarantee I am. Uh, this is one instance I feel pretty good that uh, and offering this advice. Well, and that's the thing. Like I've started seeing a few other people recently kind of have some of the same issues where they're seem to have having these deficiency ever since they're under the lights, but I don't know their hours like mine, but not a lot of people are talking about what's going on. A lot more people are having more success with it. Well, good. Now we're seeing both views of, Hey, these people are having issues, but these people are having, you know, they're get they're, they're not having issues like these people. Like I raised my light up, to 30 inches, a little over 30 inches to see if it helped. And it kind of helped, but it never fully came out of it. Well, the, the whole the idea of it, they're, they're hitting on it, Chad, is the daily light integrals is the process that it's called. And right. Lost Leaf right now is, uh, he's one of the kind of pioneers, especially as the YouTubers go, uh, is really experimenting with that. And being able to dial back the the times because of the intensities, you know, there's multiple ways of dealing with it. And it's like the height pulling that light way back, or dialing the intensity way down, or just keeping it as is, and then pulling your hours back are basically the options with the, the stronger LEDs, from what I can understand currently. <clears throat> Yeah, so it's pretty interesting playing around these Mars hydros, seeing you know. They're definitely a good light. I mean, I think the for the thirty by thirty they sent me with the T one thousand, I think it was almost too strong for that little area. I've got it out in the open now, like in an open area, and they seem to like it a little bit more without the the more intensity of the you know banging off the walls. Well, I know like. The, the lights set up at the temporary location and like my plants on the floor were my clover and my pepper and my aloe, like the, those plants are loving how far they are away from that light. And they look like they're doing really well uh, underneath it. So it's pretty interesting to see, you know, like plants at the different heights of it and what's what seems like it's working and what's not too. So it's pretty interesting to me. Especially those autos compared to that indica, the photo versus the autos under it, how they're growing next to each other. Because that photo's had problems the whole time. And those autos, they've been doing just fine until like now they're starting to get nitrogen hungry. So I thought maybe the soil was, you know, running out of nitrogen early. But maybe it's the light because one of them's already getting that purple hue through the leaves like it's so yellow the purple's already the cyan and then the plants already start to change 
That's another. How many have you uh, had the the opportunity to do flower under a lot of LEDs? Uh, yeah, the one the uh, HLG that I had the 260 watt. I had that in my flower room with my uh, 315 ceramic metal halide. And I loved what it did. Love those two combinations together. Like my Salida OG, if you go back on my YouTube channel, one of the videos has over 20 some thousand views and just the colors those plants were putting off. Like, loved it. A lot of purple, a lot of nice yellow and like orangish red color, I think. I have to look at the video again. But yeah, it was really nice. The LEDs yeah. have come like a super long way. I'm looking forward to uh, what they're doing. You know, it isn't going to be much longer before it's just straight out LED, I think. It's, well, it's, it's caught up, I think. Mars Hydro, this is what's comical. When they first would hit me up, it was always about that blurple light. Take that shit, shove it. Like, I'm not going to put that. Nope, I don't want that. I don't care if it's free. I, it's, I just rather throw that in the trash than use it. But these new lights, yeah, sweet. Let's try it out. Well, they hit me up after I got one of these new lights. Hey, you want to do a giveaway on your channel? We have one of the old blurple lights you can do. No, dude, like, don't even waste my time. I'm not going to do a giveaway with that shitty light. Sorry. Like, I just have too much. Like, I know they serve their purpose, and we've come away from that, but I'm not going to waste my time to give one of those lights away. Like, I'd rather make a destruction video of that light than to give it away. Because I think I'd get more views of it than somebody growing under it. I was just seeing uh, the chat here. Aldridge25 was saying that uh, they eat more than what they, you know, they say. Uh, somebody else was comparing them. He was comparing them to the canyons. Black Cell canyons. Black Cell, yeah. His canyon, they put out a little bit better to me. Um, and some of the, like, the photos underneath the canyons look to me more clean, more crisp, more, to me, more of a daylight color than some of these that are supposed to be in the, the Mars. Because mine, I still get a lot of yellow to my tent when I take pictures. It doesn't look like a daylight. It looks more warm to me. Like the lights in your background to me look yellowish, almost like that 3K. Oh, those are, uh, that's definitely 1,000 watts. That's HPS yeah. behind me. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like that's the color cues that I get. Okay. That it seems like the Mars Hydro puts off is more of that 3K instead of the 5K. Because they say it has both. They also has infrared and far red. And I think the infrared, far red, I think, you know, in veg, like, I'm really wondering, uh, like, we'll have to see once I get that plan out. Fire red, in my opinion, it really does cause uh, some stretch. I've noticed a lot of stretch with the addition of the fire red. And that's, you know, Mars Hydro wanted to put that in, and I think that they would be better without putting that in. And if you're going to make a model that's fully 
edge through flower, then you need to have an on-off switch for something like that. Because I don't know if I want it on and veg all the time. You know, most of, most of the time, if I'm trying to keep my plant short, bushy, I want more of that blue spectrum. I don't want so much that far red or red. The one benefit that I have noticed as far as the far red, I guess it would be uh, very useful, like in a scrog type, you know, where you want it to, you know, stretch, 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 and, you know, you right. fill out a net. But as far as the far red, the only other thing I've noticed about the far red, and I think it's a bit of a plus, is it seems to add uh, a little bit uh, stronger stems, you know, stem strength, uh, overall more strength to the plant. But at some point, like you say, it'd be nice to be able to shut it off and <laughs> not need it. Well, and that's the one thing I do like, think that some of these older lights, and I don't know so much about some of these new ones, but the switches, you used to be able to switch stuff off and on on them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Hey, I want blue spectrum so I can switch off the, the red spectrum right now. Hey, I want to go in the flower now. I can switch off the blue and turn on the red. You know, and they they had that in their lights where you were able to do that. I don't see designers doing that as much. Maybe I'm just haven't seen those companies. I don't know. Maybe I'm just high. I think so. Well, some of the newer lights I've seen, uh, like the Raging Kush light, was a perfect example. By us. I think it's synergy or something like that. Uh, you can dial it in right with your uh, phone, the whole spectrum and everything now. I think that's something I'm looking forward to is uh, that kind of control to yeah. where we've seen some of these, uh, you know, really tech girls where they've got the flower initiator and they, you know, putting, waking plants up, putting them to sleep. It'd be nice if we could buy that LED, be able to play with the spectrum we wanted, and if we wanted to create our own pattern, like of like a sun up, sun down, you know, a variable strength throughout the day. That'd be pretty sweet if they'd let us like toy on, toy with it on our end like that. That'd be a, I'd sign up for a project like that to test out a light. I think that'd be cool as fuck. You know, and that's, you see like HGL coming out with different light spectrums in their lights, having the blue for veg, having the far red for flower and having some infrared in there. So, you know, some people still like the old T5s. I, yeah, I definitely have some around, that's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, now, you know, like, I don't know, testing under this so far, you know, it's still a learning experience, like I was saying, like, the autos seem to do okay, but then that, that uh, backseat didn't do, it seemed like it's been having issues since it's been under it. So hopefully, get some things changed around, try what you're saying, hopefully it'll take care of it. Hoping it does too. It's a learning curve right now for me, you know? It always that, is. 
when you're tweaking anything, you know, and it's always the learning curve. Well, it usually takes me when I'm learning a new environment, such as where I'm at down here in Pueblo, where it's really dry, it's not a lot of rain, high temperatures, uh, it's going to be mid-90s this week. Um, when I'm trying to grow in that, it takes me like two to three grows to kind of get things dialed in, what I have to do, what I need to add, what I need to um, take away. So, yeah, it's, it's all new. And you get the, uh, the drying aspect of it, too. You get to, that's a whole nother demon to unlock right there, isn't it? It is. Um, for curing, oh, Vegas, I could hang my plants. And up in Villa Grove, I could hang my plants for three days to four days. And my branches would already be dry enough to crack. Um, by then, they'd be going in jars after three to four days. Like, unless we had rain or moisture, I never really went over three days to four days. That it was just that dry. It's fast right there. It's fast. And that's literally how bad the moisture, like, how dry desert it is here. Like, it just pulls moisture out of everything. And it can you can over dry if you leave it set out too long. That's why they call it Colorado crumbleweed shit gets so dry here so how do you feel that that uh, affects the you know overall end product do you think uh, uh, i don't have a lot of issues with it like most of the people that's tried my stuff never have i ever had really complaints it's always pretty terpy always pretty um nice profile to it uh, a lot of because i use my humida packs when I cure with I've always found that to be one of the best ways to cure is just after they've been hanging and drying throw them in the jar with the humida packs and just let them do their thing I asked uh, well I kind of lean to that too for a reason is uh, the question on quick drying uh, some people say that's just like detrimental, but I, I kind of revert back to like experience, I guess. If you're there checking on it and you can stop it and slow it down with a jar, uh, you know, you're ahead of the game. But if you're not paying attention to it and you just let it dry out, you know, yeah, well, it can be detrimental. Think about this. If my, when I'm harvesting my plants, if my if my leaves are still green, I still have a little bunch of nitrogen and chlorophyll left in my leaves. Okay. So it's going to take longer for the dry and cure than if my plants actually are finishing up where the leaves are almost all yellow and dying off and like the plants actually eating itself and going into harvest mode. I'm not going to have a lot of that chlorophyll still left in there. I'm not going to have to worry about a lot of that. So the dry, if it's drying because naturally the plants just the air is so dry it's pulling it out of it you know yeah i'm gonna have to put it in jars a little sooner and cure it i don't have that ability to have that relative humidity keep moisture so i have to put it in something to add it and that's kind of what i found that works the best up in these environments 
Have you ever tried anything else besides hanging as uh, drying techniques? Uh, yeah, I've clipped off the buds themselves and put them on drying racks themselves and let them dry that way instead of hanging. Um, usually they'll still, it's, you know, still four to five days maybe on the drying rack just to really get it to where they start feeling brittle. Um, and that's more the bud because then I'll have that, that stem to really check. Boy, uh, God, this has been, I want to, again, I, I want to apologize to you for uh, me being able to fall out I, so many times on this damn interview. It's not usually the way it flows. <laughs> I Definitely. For sure. Um, is there any tips that you want to throw out there for uh, any maybe newbies? Maybe either for, you know, veg or flower or any stage? Well, Find a style that suits you. It doesn't have to be living organics. It doesn't have to be super soil. It can be hydro. It can be whatever works for you. I found what works for me, and that's what I try to help educate others on. A lot of people don't grow that way. A lot of my friends don't grow that way. That's fine by me because that work, that's what works for them. So find what works for you. Try different styles just to just to try it. You might like something a little bit better when you try it compared to how you've been growing. You know, there's a lot of people that's come over from drying hydroponics to super soil living organics and they, they like what they're finding. Well, there's a lot of people that have our time with doing living organics that get too frustrated that went back to doing hydro because it's easier for them. So that's what I mean, like find what works for you. When you do, research, research, research. Just keep educating yourself on it. If there's some new product coming out, look into it, research it. If there's something new that you're hearing, instead of seeing grow science, research it, see if it's real science. Like that's a, my big pet peeve about people is I'm tired of a lot of the bro science because it's misinformation. And let's put out correct information. Let's put out real science, what's really true. That, that, that's like, I'll get, yeah, I have a hard time with people that want to talk defoliation because a lot of people want to heavy defoliate. Well, what's, what's your definition of defoliate? Because like, Grandmaster level, I just don't care for his technique, and I mean him have had our words back and forth, and I'll share information. Oh, that's old information. Well, it's still research, and it's what's available. You show me something different that's available now, and I'll I'll eat crow. Like, so I have those type of conversations where I'd rather have it be real science than bro science, and that's just kind of how I've been. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, and uh, but and again, there's nothing wrong. I, I in in this instance here, uh, medically fit, uh, I respect your your opinion, your growth style, and everything else. You know, uh, 
I'm always open to hearing people's method. I'm not set my way or nor am I beating my drum trying to push push my method on anybody. Uh, but you know, you know, it's always good to hear the other side. I'm I'm dipping my I'm actually dip getting ready to dip my feet into uh, like a living soil type. I'm I'm thinking about dedicating one four by four, you know, dipping my feet into that testing it out just because i've never been there but in the same aspect too uh as, as far as just because you brought it up as far as de defoliation goes and uh again if you don't defoliate that i have power to you i do but we're different systems but and this is what i found out in my uh in my journey here because like you said uh I'm doing a lot of research right now into the the organics type system and versus the system I'm running now. And this is what I've kind of picked up. And again, it's the science that you don't like to talk about because it's more of the bro science, if you will. But from what I've uh, acquired so far in comparison here is uh, in defoliation, like in my system, I'm like providing a constant supply of ready uh, nutrients. So I'm not, I'm not as uh, reliant on the nutrients that are built up into the leaves to where like in an organic system, and again, you can jump in and tell me I'm wrong here at any point. But from what I can understand, like in an organic system, because it's a, a slower system, if you will, things have to break down and be digested and pa passed along. You're more dependent on the nutrient buildup in the leaves to get it through the hard times, you know, or the ups and downs of the breakdown process. So you don't want to necessarily delete as much in an organic or living leaf or a living organic system as much as you could or get away with in uh, a salt system behind me because it's more readily available all the time so well, that's and again i'm open for input am i wrong or whatever so so that's here's, what i've understood yep so here's some of the argument to that because you're some people are pumping higher co2 levels you're able to remove the leaf which okay your leaf is the photosynthesis producing place on the plant it's also when it's doing photosynthesis, you have your ATP, ADP, Krebs cycle. That's the energy producing. When that cycle is being disturbed, your plant's not able to produce as much energy because now you're reducing the photosynthesis that's happening. So that's where a lot of people's like, well, I'm increasing CO2, I'm doing this, and it should still focus the energy towards the flower. Well, but you're reducing the energy that the plant is able to do by heavily defoliating the plant. My argument is if you don't heavy defoliate, you reduce it to like 50% or less, you're gonna still get just as good production of flower as you are with like a full leaf strip. You know, there's a lot of plant science behind it is why I talk about those energy cycles because they're really important with the plant. And a lot of people, well, I can do this. Well, your leaf's also your oxygen, CO2, water trans, 
uh, respiration, you're reducing that. So now it can't evaporate all the water that is trying to draw up, the nutrients it's trying to draw up. Uh, it, that's how it evaporates and helps to expel some of the water moisture. So you're reducing that capability when you do that. So really how, how beneficial is it? Like that's where I argue a lot of people, you know, like, oh, heavy defoliate and I get all of my energy goes to the flower. Well, I, I argue that point beg to differ and I'm sure there's a few scientists that would say the same thing uh Jeff Lowenfels have you heard Jeff Lowenfels uh, yeah 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 I just uh, powered through his teaming with microbes about seven times on audio Jeff or like audio. I've been preaching this for quite some time and Tal the American one he's heard me preach about this many times well during a recent interview in the last year Jeff Lowenfels is saying the same thing Stop tearing the leaves off your plants. Like this is where it produces its energy. This is where, and so he's now an advocate for not defoliating so heavily. Like, so there's more people than just me that believe kind of the science in the plant than some of the bro science of heavy strip and let's feed a lot of, you know, but so that's. Oh, no. Again, and I, I want to say a couple of things right here. First of all, thank you for dumping all that knowledge on me, okay? Yeah. Thank you. I'm always open to hear it. And again, I'm not preaching that. And I, I, one other thing I just want to correct you on here, at least in this this situation, there's no argument here. You don't, uh, argument is like you're a resistant ear. You, you, you're telling me, you're, you're teaching me something here. There's, there's no argument here. You know what I mean? You don't right. have to plead your case. I'm, a, I'm an open here, ear here, so I'm open to everything you're telling me. You know, <laughs> no argument here. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sucking it all up. You know, and only see, a fool is, you know, uh, resistant to any kind of new knowledge. And uh, and see, well, we can go back to okay, outdoor versus indoor. Well, indoor, you want to defoliate and you want that leaf surface canopy. Because the more leaf surface that the lights can penetrate, the more photosynthesis is occurring. And indoors, your lower, your lower leaves that we all lollipop and get rid of, they're not getting a lot of light penetration. So, okay, I understand the defoliation at that point. But outdoors, you don't see most people doing that to their outdoor garden, and they're pulling pounds off plants. You know, we're, we're trying to mimic Mother Nature. We're trying to biomimic what she does, right? So why are we doing this? She doesn't do it to herself in nature. A deer will come by and eat off her, you know, a storm will blow leaves off and tear leaves off, but not majorly, not heavily. The ones that aren't getting the light that are down below, they just end up getting eating up and die off, you know? So yeah, there's, I just try to use more science behind some of that stuff. Try to get a better, better understanding of, you know, if we're trying to mimic mother nature, what really supposed to be happening and occurring. And I, I agree 100%. There's nothing wrong with uh, dealing out 100% the best information you can give. And this has uh, been my advice here, Mac Fit from day one <clears throat> and this is uh, a lot to what you're I hope this helps you uh, 
helps a little bit with you know what's out there in the, the bro science if you will because there's a lot of it out there you fucking nailing it and there's a lot of people out there teaching certain methods and kind of oh this is the method or whatever and you know that's all fine and great if it works great for you but it may not work great for somebody else so in the sea of uh of bro science what i've always suggested from at least the conception of this show day one is uh you know take it in as much as you can and guaranteed throughout the process you will find common truths through it all you know what i mean this you know if you've heard this mentioned a hundred times by you know 10 different people well there has to be some truth to that check you know what i'm saying Mm-hmm. And the same thing goes with all the information you're, you're building there, you know, find them truths, line them all up and take those truths that you've, you've found and then run with that sheet you've made for yourself. Don't just, you know, run with one person's bro, bro science or whatever, you know, try to sit through that sea of, you know, we'll call it shit, if you will, well, and that's- find out find out some truths in there because there's definitely truths in there but you have you definitely going to have to search for you know common ground and truths and that's why i tell everybody to do the research research just let me i'm here to turn you on to some information go out and do the research it's out there google scholar google being it there's the information's out there it's not hard to find it but don't just take somebody's word for it just because they said, oh, well, this and that. Well, is it real? Is it, you know, like, it's like fake news and real news. What's real? Well, real is stuff based upon facts. Fake is based upon opinions. And that's in, in another way that's, uh, again, I'm not showing, I, if I were to do this every night trying to drum my method, one blah, 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 every night. Right be old it'd be done it had been done a long time ago but what i think i'd like to do with offering with the show is like yourself people dumping their knowledge their technique and maybe opening up a door that could apply to somebody else's garden there you know what i mean well and and to, to like you're saying it's me getting that information out and explaining what the photosynthesis and the adp and atp cycle are and what they do and why it's important because nobody else is explaining that so maybe that's people are getting the information from me explaining it to them you know and going oh well that's why it's important okay well i didn't know that you know it's funny that i i think in a lot in this day and age it's crazy that people don't you know we use people are so guilty in myself included in some aspects you know uh, we have that when we're so guilty of living in this great time of knowledge and we spend a lot of it fucking wasted on social media. He said, she said, when ultimately everything we want to know is our fucking fingertips. <laughs> any subject, any topic, I mean, it's right there. All you, it's it's right there. All you have to do is take the time and fucking gather it. And like, like there's there's a couple of us um, Instagram and YouTube uh, that are part of a couple different chat groups. 
uh, behind scenes and not so much video. But we, we do a lot of sharing information, like we'll find great information that's coming out by a university or somebody doing a lecture recently and nobody's really heard the lecture. So somebody has heard it and it's like, oh, let's share this, you know, and get that, that, that new information out so we understand what's going on. And so it's, it's pretty cool seeing how a lot of us like to share this information with people that want to hear about it and, you know, are more open to, yeah, let me, I want to hear what's going on. I want to hear this information so I can read it for myself and then sort through it, you know, and there's quite a few people out there. Um, Jack Greenstock is one of them that him and I will kind of share some information with like videos or uh, some of the videos he hadn't seen before I turned him on to. And now he's kind of following that person. And it's like stuff like that. Like I want to turn more of my viewers onto these people if they're interested in, but you know, how deep down the rabbit hole are you willing to go to learn about cannabis? Because there's a lot of information and it's just not cannabis related, but it's horticultural and botany related that still is cannabis related. I agree, I agree. That's kind of the tack that I've taken with the organics, you know. I've done like a super soil system, uh, pro mix, sunshine, I'm in cocoa now. But now I'm experimenting with uh, dipping my feet within living soil type thing. And I've, what I've taken from that is I think I just need to, I dove in with uh, in teaming with micros with Jeff Lowenfels from uh, Soil to Dirt, uh, One Straw Revolution. I'm you know, trying to deep, dive deep into uh, moreover, not just cannabis gardening, but learning gardening processes in general and then trying to take that reapply it to the canvas plant in general you know well and that's the thing it's like you're learning how a plant completely functions and operates when you're going into some of this information and some of us want to know that like how does this plant like take the nutrients from the soil up through the xylem up to the leaves and produce energy. Some of us want to know, you know, like how how do we get plants to become feminized and how, you know, how are we putting these hormone blockers on it to do that? You know, like there's a lot of deep information about botany and the cannabis plant that great information out there. A lot of it's just, it's so sporadic through YouTube though and finding a lot of this. That's where it's like, oh, when somebody finds that gold nugget, we all try to share it in these little chat groups. So it's pretty interesting. It's awesome that you've got a community like that, that uh, you're sharing the knowledge that you can ultimately, to each one of you, take it and reshare it. You know, Jack is an awesome, I call him my cannabis badass. I, I, I'm a good friend with Jack. I, yeah. I spent a lot of time talking with him, and he's helped me out immensely with this. Yeah. Uh, he did. And I'm not going to cool. lie. As far as other content creators go, I mean, they, you know, some, and I'm not pointing anybody out or even saying this happened. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, 
he's just another creator out there, you know, cheap homegrown show. He's doing his own thing. He yeah. had no fucking reason to uh, reach out and, you know, help me and point me in some right directions. And he did, you know, behind the scenes. It wasn't in chat as it scrolled right. by. Yeah. He DM'd me and was like, hey, man, uh, here's a couple podcasts, you know, that may help you about, you know, podcasts. <laughs> basically how to podcast was you know some of the great information he sent me in the, the beginning and shit like that you know he could have viewed me as a competitor and didn't want to fucking help me out at all but he did he didn't he was very gracious he embraced the show and he's still to this day as you know uh supported the show and it, i thought that was amazing i really did i you don't meet many people that like that when you step into their realm uh, that want to help you. And I well, thought pretty awesome. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like everybody's on different levels. Of you got new people that you need to fill a little, you know, new new growers that you need to fill milk to like a baby. You know, a little bit of knowledge until they start getting better understanding. And then you got people that's been growing for a while that want a deeper knowledge. And, you know, it's like that meat and potatoes. So it's like you get different levels of growers that are all coming through, you know, and everybody, you know, the, the growers that have the meat and potatoes for new growers that are getting away from the milk that want, you know, like me and Jack, we'll share that information. You guys want it? Hey, holler at us, you know? Uh, Skillbo, I share information with him. Spartan Grown, you know, I try to share stuff with him because I come across a lot of information and it's it's gold nugget stuff, you know, when you really want to learn, when you want to get down to nit and gritty. Um, that's why, like, some of the people I try to listen to and chat to is like 710 Canuck. He's great information. Him and I will go back and forth on some stuff and you know, just I'll kind of bounce some stuff off him and he'll be like, come on, bro. Is there science behind that? Like, really? Like, really think about this. And so we'll kind of get in that science discussion. Uh, Sync Angel, Matthew Gates, he's another one when it comes to some things because he's another knowledgeable person that I'll look up to for some information. You know? So there's people that have a lot more information than I do that I'll even look up to and, hey, can you help me out with this? You got any information? Can you share? You know, Tal, the American one. He's another one of those that's in the group that he shares a lot of information that I haven't come across. You know, and that's what's so great about this community. Tal's uh, another great guy. Yeah. He's he's another one that's been a friend of the show and a supporter. He's been an awesome dude too. Amongst many. Amongst yeah. many. He's one of them that he's always out in the community, always in a chat group or a room, you know, with somebody talking, trying to share information, you know, keeping the conversation going on. It's people like that that I really enjoy about the community that really are trying to help and not just, hey, this is my information. I don't want you to know it. Right, right. No, it's we're trying to grow the best we can. We don't want to pay these prices. We're what's wrong with sharing that's a part of the community is sharing and teaching each other so we can do it ourselves right right so let me ask you this uh while we're talking and 
you know, I think this falls into your realm. Uh, first one that brought this up to me on a mainstream or, a, you know, good level was uh, Chris Mertz here in chat. Mm-hmm. And then uh, second woods come on the show and talk about this topic was uh, MMP uh, Creation Nations. But uh, both organic uh, guys, living soil, I would say. But uh, what they brought are bringing to the table, and I think uh, I'm seeing more of it, is uh, like companion plants into their garden, mm-hmm. both for pest control and uh, turf boosts. Uh, what's what's your thoughts on that? As just uh, hold, going hold on, in the other direction. Yeah, no problem. Uh, let's see. What did I do with them? Well, um, some um, what was it? Uh, marigolds and some asylum, asylums or something like that. Um, a, a cute dynamic, uh, dynamic. So you say detour, so like in some instances, would you be better off uh, keeping them in a plant or a pot off to the side, or would you be more utilized to have them in like your bed with them? Well, it just really depends. You can do both. If you have a big enough bed to do it in, you could do it in it. If not, you can put it in a small one-gallon pie or something and just keep it in your garden. Because just marigolds keeps, like, rodents and rabbits and stuff away, uh, keeps deer types of deer away. So things like that, if for outdoors, it's good to have them around. Indoors, it's going to keep, like, maybe some small, if you have a rat or mouse or something, maybe run around or little squinnies coming in. It might keep them away, you know. Charlie's Farm, you listening? You listening, Charlie's firm? <laughs> Charlie's had uh, some uh, mice that he's been kind of battling there. So, and I so, know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, companion plants. They there's a lot of benefits to them. Um, not just only you know for pest management, but some of them like legumes and clover, things like that, that pull nitrogen out of the air and put it in the soil. Uh, you got other things like dandelions that help with phosphorus, putting phosphorus back in the soil. Uh, you got other plants that will help take heavy metals out of the plant or out of the soil, put it in the stalks, you know, be broken down another form way later. So, yeah, I mean, it's, if you have the room, it's good to do. You see a lot of people try to do clover, buckwheat, or um, comfrey, something, you know, along the line, but if you don't have the room, it's hard to do it. That's why, like, a lot of people that say they're no-till, well, are you really no-till? Are you rotating your pots? Are you pulling the root ball out? Because now you're tilling, you're disturbing the soil. If you're cutting it, letting it die off, decay in there, now you're no, it's more no-till. So there's a lot of things that people, you know, definitions and terms really do make a difference you know the way it's so like you see like behind me i have a nice footprint outside of the tent here that's not being utilized you know could i would i be beneficial to throw some uh planted pots out there in front of the tents yeah it doesn't hurt 
Um, what it's going to do is just help your environment. Um, if, so if you have any pests, they're going to go to more of those plants first than your cannabis plants. That's kind of what some of those uh, plant, you know, those um, cover crops are used for uh, to pest management integrate, you know, like a detour, like a sacrificial plant almost. Uh, that's how I use them. What uh, what type of potted plants would you suggest setting on the outskirts of that tent there, if you don't mind me asking? Well, you can do yarrow. You can do marigolds. You can do any really type of plant. You can do clover. Like I've got native clover that I got in Iowa, you know, went out in the field and picked up some clover and potted it. Now it's growing like crazy. Spider mites are attacking the shit out of it, but if they're not attacking my plants, you know, that's so plants like that, you know, just find something that if you would use later in a bigger pot as a cover crop, no-till type system, you could apply. Really, other than that, it's just another plant you're having in your garden. If you're doing more of an outdoor garden, like gardening, doing fruits, vegetables on top of cannabis plants, companion plants would be great. Indoor, yeah. indoor, unless it's a no-till bed, it's no function, no real function. Really? Unless you want to grow stuff like basil and oregano like Chris is talking about growing some rosemary some mint you know unless you're growing flowers you know like marigolds which you can get seed off of every year you know tomatoes you can grow still you know and you still got room in that spare light to grow tomatoes other vegetables other herbs yeah, I don't see why not. I'm kind of leaning towards it. You know what I mean? It's it's there. I I have no problems like scooting around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I got a snake plant right here. I've just kind of brought into the garden, little mother stone, see to play with. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind adding other plants, but when you bring them in from a like. Lowe's or Home Depot, and then you put them right into your garden. Uh-uh. 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 No. Nope. Uh, I'm more asking something I could probably start from seed from some second-hand dirt or in the garden there and, you know, yeah. keep going like that. You can really... Any plant you want to grow, you can do. But if you're just looking to do some type of companion... You're going to just put it in a pot to help kind of keep pests away, really. Use it. I just use it more for pest management because it's not going to help with the biology in your soil because it's not in the same pot. And like some plants bring different types of biology for the root zones. And so that's kind of why they do these different companions for dynamic uh, God, I still can't say that word, and I'll say it one day. Just not today, because I'm high. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, clover, you would put in because it pulls nitrogen out of the air and puts it into the soil. 
if you're not really putting it in with your cannabis plant, do you really want clover just growing in your room? No. Not unless it's some kind of deterrent, right? Right. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, if you're doing an indoor garden that's just pots, there's no reason to do companion plants because you have no room and you don't need extra pots in your room. So don't waste your time. But if you're doing them outdoor or you have no-till beds, okay, yeah, it's worth doing. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Man, I can't believe you went, almost went the whole gauntlet here. You said in the beginning that you didn't <laughs> even know so you could hang out. In the, but yeah, you close to went the whole fucking gauntlet, man. That's pretty yeah. awesome. I hadn't I hit that hard indica yet. Not, not only that, you've taken the realm of the show a couple of times and yeah. kept it on point. That's pretty awesome. A lot awesome, of people man. said I did pretty good taking over. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. If it weren't for, you know, you keeping uh, keeping it going and not just panicking and fucking just letting it go, it ended a long time ago. So thank you very much for uh, making this content happen tonight. Yeah, not a problem. <laughs> and not, help you. not just the aspect of just showing up, but actually keeping the show going. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if you were going to get back on or able to hop back on because the second time you went off, I was like, um, this is taking longer than last time. Is he going to be back this time? So I wasn't sure. And again, I hope, I, I'm sorry that you are, but I hope you are the last guest that uh, has to endure this shit. Yeah. Oh, man, because uh, I can see how brutal it can be, you know. You were so gracious to show up and then to, you know, lay that kind of shit on you. I don't think it's fair. Well, you know, I've seen a lot of people have issues over the years, either with YouTube or with some type of streaming. I've watched Bubble Man with Hash Church. I've watched Dago. I've watched Pedro. I've watched, like, so many people have problems with streaming over the years that, yeah, it's become the norm. Just be ready, because it might not work, and you have to take over. <laughs> Yeah, it happens, and you were a, a total professional about it. Thank you. Yeah, not a problem. So are you dipping into the nightmare over there? Is that what you're getting into? I'm going to take a dab, see how I start to feel. But we're about four hours in, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. It's 3.33 right now. Yeah. Perfect so. time. Make a wish. <laughs> Do you believe in that? Uh, numbers, yes. yeah. There's numbers tell a lot. My birthday, according to Mimbi being born on the 22nd, I'm a master key number 22. Like, there's a lot with numbers, numerology. I believe in some of that stuff, but I'm also a believer in Christ. So, well, no worries with that. You know, to each your own, but I. In particular, uh, I, at this phase of life, I've dipped my you know, hand in all of them 
and I respect every one of them right now in this state of my life. I'm kind of in a Buddhism phase. But undeniably, I see recurring numbers like constantly. So, seven, so, seven, seven, three, 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 ones, 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 four, four, fours, two, two, twos. Like that's why I called it out right there. Yeah, yeah, right when I seen it there. Uh, I see them all the time. I, it so they're so abundant that it's to the point where I have to take notice of it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And uh, it, and it's pretty they, wild. They say there's a reason why you see those numbers, but each one's different. On what, which one you see? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That, that's pretty nice. Oh, yeah. I like right here behind the eyes. <laughs> that's the way I feel them, too. It's either uh, in the back of the head and racy or behind the eyes, and then I'm kind of fucking really high. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I saved that Nightmare Express for later, because I I knew how Indica it was and how it hit me that I knew if I smoked it early in the show, I don't I wouldn't have made it this four hours. So is uh, dabbing your preferred method of in intake right now? Yes and no. Yes, because I don't have any flour, but no, not usually. I prefer flour. Uh, but lately, I've been on a concentrate kick where I just want more concentrates than flowers. But flower, I get more of a full spectrum smoking that, where concentrates are more just isolated, you know, different cannabinoids. It's not the full profile to me of the plant. For me, myself, I like... Uh... The dabs and the, the extracts are great for the day when I want to be, you know, a quick buzz, you know, quick pick me up and keep going and being active. But if I want a full rounded medicine, <laughs> I'm, I'm right here with the, 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 the flower. And I like when it comes to smoking flower, I prefer bong rips over everything, but then the joint comes next and the pipes you know, after that, but when it comes to dabs, like, I'm not too picky. I prefer to have more rosin over the solvent concentrates, but, you know, sometimes it's hard to get some of the rosin, so I have to go with the solvent-type concentrates, you know, from dispensaries. Um, so, can't beggars can't be choosers sometimes, and kind of go with what I can get. And sometimes, like, I'll shop dispensaries because I try to make my money last. And it's hard when they want to charge me 50 bucks a gram for some concentrates. Well, I can go down to this dispensaries and get two grams for 60. Where am I going to go most of the time where I can get two for 60? You know, just because I try to make my money last. Once in a while, I'll spend that 50, 60 bucks on a good gram, though. You know, don't get me wrong, but it's hard for me. I'd rather spend that money on flour. Like, I'd rather get an ounce from one of my guys and help them instead of a dispensary. Pay 150 bucks for an ounce instead of 200 from a dispensary. Oh, they don't oh, give they no don't fucks get. either that 
<laughs> that you know anything or you know you no. you you haven't you know every time I go to a provisioning center or you know dispensary and see them prices and the quality of the flour I feel like just and I know it's wrong and I I rarely do it but in my head I'm doing it you know what I mean I'm like do you guys have any idea of the shit flour this is for the price you know what I mean I just, yeah and yeah, then I feel like they, they're just trying to rob you at that point. You know? What they call top shelf ain't really top shelf because they got top, top shelf and fucking, they got different levels, you know, like. Have you ever found yourself in, uh, I, I did this not so long ago. I don't frequent them that often, but some once in a while, maybe if I'm out of town and I don't have something on me, I have to pop in, maybe grab a little bit of something to get me by or whatever. But have you ever done this be like uh, growing a new strain and you see that strain in the, the, the place there and you go, Ooh, I want to, let me see that. So you see it and you look at it and you go, Oh God, I hope mine comes out better than that. (laughs) (laughs) But (coughs) I've also seen the same flower or the same cultivar look the same across the board being grown too. The dispensary have it and somebody else and I've all kind of grown it and it all, it's all look the same. So I've seen it both ways. Um, it's really interesting though, because it, I mean, as we know, there's so many variations among plants themselves that because you got a cut of, SFEOG doesn't mean it's going to look like my SFEOG. The profile may be way different than what my profile is. You know? So there's so many variations to see it. And then growers saying they're growers that don't really can't grow. You no, know? like you see, what was it? Even Pedro has talked about going to dispensaries here in Colorado and seeing all these spider mites on their flowers and their room just full of plants like that. And they're trying to what? Sell that shit to what? Like, it's crazy, some of this. Yeah, I, I was actually, as far as referencing a provisioning center, <clears throat> I've told this story a couple of times, but. Uh, I stopped a couple of weeks ago and uh, bought some pre-rolls and I, I, if I, I actually, I, and this is something I rarely do, but I actually called them out a little bit that night uh, just because it was so bad. It, it was really that bad. And they charged, they were, it was $15 a pre-roll. One was supposed to be the Mac, and the other one was supposed to be what they called like a fire stick, all rolled heat. And it was just as bad. You could actually taste the the prior one through all the oil. It was obviously shake. Uh, it wasn't even shake. It wasn't even like bud shake. It was trim shake, is what it was. I, you know, as a grower, you you know, you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, and like I said, I don't usually put anybody on blast like that. But unfortunately, you know, if you're going to do that to somebody, 
you're taking the risk of not knowing who the fuck that. And again, I'm nobody. I'm nobody. I've got a couple hundred viewers or subscribers. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I got that's enough to go. Don't go fucking there because they fucking are selling some shit. And that's basically what I did, man. I was like, man, I was really let down by X, you know, provisioning center, you know, for putting that out there. And they, that's that's if they if they don't want that they should put out a, a quality product to begin with you know what i mean that that could have went quite the other way well <laughs> i could have went home and raved about it oh my god this was the best one but here's that's what's not crazy. the path they chose like i'm sorry some of these dispensaries here in colorado when outdoor season has come and harvested and they're getting a lot of this outdoor product in dude you really look at it and you go really what do you you're trying to sell that in here like dude that that looks brown and nasty oh it's outdoor it was grown outdoor no dude my outdoor doesn't look brown and nasty like it amazes me at what they try to push because they buy it so cheap sometimes that they think that they can just push whatever. Like, I've seen some nasty outdoor stuff in some of these dispensaries. And you're charging me still 100 plus an ounce? Um, no, I, I'll go to this indoor stuff. Like, I won't waste my time. It just looks so bad and so dark. Like, you would think it would if you somebody was selling it to you on the street you would really question them this is supposed to be what medically you see me just smile a, a, yeah. a little bit like that and let me let you in my head there a little bit because okay. you can see yourself on screen there right yeah now think about what we're talking about you almost look like that like insider you know what I mean that's like blacked out <laughs> this is really the way it's going down and shit. All black faced and shit. He's telling. <laughs> His identity can't be shown, but it's like a clean face in the corner. That's funny. <laughs> so that's what that smile was about. It was about what you're saying. It's just uh, the weed, the weed playing a little bit. It just happened in to put that together while you were saying it. I was like, that's funny. He looks like some like insider that's all hiding in the dark there, you know, hiding his identity and shit. But uh, I just had to let you in on that because I thought it was the, the things we stoners think. <laughs> right, right. 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 We don't mean for them to happen. They just pop in there sometimes, you know? Yeah. But it is it is shitty the some of the shit they put on themselves. They should have more respect and uh, you know, not just for their well, for the patient for starters, and then for themselves as a business, you know. Why would you wanna do that? You know, put a sub hard product out there that should be your name. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, it's they're in it for the money. You know, that's where a lot of, we're still waiting for a lot of this industry to be regulated on, you know, hey, 
we want this stuff tested. We want to make sure it's clean. We want to make sure that we're not going to die, you know, from something they sprayed on it. You know, so there's a lot of things that people are still concerned about that they want to see happen in both the medical and recreational part of it. More the medical than the recreational because the rec people just don't care. It's just pot and they just want to smoke it. That's what I'm really afraid too with the rec market that a, a serious drop in qualities around the horizon. Oh, what? A bunch of people all kind of talked about like if Marlboro got into it and what their cig weed would be like, how bad a weed would it really be? Or would they really work on having a higher quality of flower, you know, and putting it in there? Most people most people believe it just be as shitty as possible and that's all they care about is mass producing and not quality. What's your opinion on that? Where do you think it would go? Do you think they could uh, sustain some kind of quality and, uh, you know, almost like a 20 pack, you know, like a cigarette pack, like you could buy them now? Do you think that it's possible for them to uh, put out quality in that kind of volume? No. No. As, as growers, we all know if you're trying to grow quantity, you're going to grow commercial hydroponically. You're going to force and for just get that plant as big as possible to produce as much as you can. It ain't about quality. So that's what I think would happen. It would be mass produced and a hydroponic indoor setup where it's not really about the quality, about the quantity, because we need to make 200,000 marijuana cigarettes. And yeah. it's, I don't think the quality is gonna be there for that. I don't think so either. I'm not even close, I don't even, care what kind of genetics they're throwing into it um how can i put this fellow silent all hippie-ish <laughs> um it, it they're with they're it's an excellent plant but without the intervention of uh, a great gardener in love it's just an in industrial it's fucking hemp basically you know what i mean it's hemp and without the interaction of uh quality people that are actually uh passionate about their job and i don't think like you said that it, that can be obtained on a super large scale i mean i've talked to uh growers in you know just somewhat of a bigger medical grows like we've touched on earlier and because of ownership of uh, those smaller scale grows and we're not even talking about on a scale that uh we're talking now like a cigarette pack type scale they're already trying to weed people out and automate things and pull out that uh human interaction and if, if there still is human interaction there 
the love's gone out of it because they're already afraid of their fucking jobs or they're pissed because they, like you said, they're not listening in proper techniques or how the plant could be happier. So the person themselves are miserable. So they're not, the love's not the passion, the love, the passion that the plant needs uh, isn't there. So it's the quality's lost right there, in my opinion. Well, what cultivar are they going to grow? Are they going to grow just that and that only? You know what I'm saying? Is it going to be Blue Dream and only Blue Dream that they grow and that's all you ever smoke when you smoke them? Are they going to grow like 20 different cultivars? They're going to grow the OGs. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like there's so many varieties that I think that the companies can't keep up with what the demand's going to be on the profiles that the plants produce. They can do a generic, this is just weed, it's weed, cigar weed, whatever, but you're gonna have to find something that mass produces and that's probably all they're gonna grow. Unless they grow maybe two or three different ones and that that's it, you know what I'm saying? Like, look at all these dispensaries, they're growing like 20, 30 different flower strain cultivars. Are, is Philip Morris going to have a farm that's producing 20 different cigarette flavors? No. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't see that happening. No, I don't either. I don't either. And then I think with that being said, uh, unless that we're able to continue the home grows, we'll be right back to <laughs> kind of where we were, uh, where we are now, where we've lost a lot of good strains because we've weaned it back down to, you know, the winners. Now we're trying to revert back to the skunks and the pines, the super fucking loud shit that we lost for one reason or another, because we chose to narrow it down because you couldn't grow it indoors because the, you know, scent. And like Kevin Jordy said, I believe that's why them strains are no longer available because they forced us indoors and uh, they were no longer feasible. They were too loud and for the yeah. time. They weren't, <laughs> there was no way to control that shit indoors at the time. So they just chose not to fucking deal with that shit anymore. And ultimately maybe lost. Well, and that's the thing with doing all the underground growing, you didn't want to be exposed. And that stuff was so stinky that, yeah, it just drew attention. That's not what you wanted. Even though that's what you wanted, right? <laughs> So, it, yeah, it, a lot's changed over the years with what's happened. A lot of people, like, it's just the genetic variants and varieties are so far and different. We've taken this plant and we've pushed to see what it can do. You know, like, how many thousands of seeds and different crosses have we created how many different expressions have we exposed you know like that's the one shit thing out of this i do uh, i like about testing but i don't that's a whole nother weird subject right there i don't really want to dive too deeply into because it could go down a serious rabbit hole but uh like the uh, right. testing as far as like uh phylos goes I think that it's uh, a great time that uh, 
we can mark things like that you know what i mean in the great strains and that that will enable that enables us to keep moving forward uh but uh what could happen to like that is what again phylos <laughs> you know that's there was a good and bad to that now i think everybody's paranoid to uh donate to the bank see and that's we're seeing a lot of the plus and minuses to what's going on in this business see the good and the bad people out for themselves and people out to help others yeah, I was uh, I was excited and uh, just to revert kind of way off subject. Uh, I was excited and sad to hear the brown guy story on uh, round two last night. Did you catch that? Uh-uh. I missed that show. I didn't get to catch it. Yeah, uh, you know what? Again, one of the greats like yourself that you helped pioneer a bunch of bullshit. Uh, he. Oh, Solo Farms, how it was kind of taken. and Yeah, yeah, he yeah. went into that. And how he, he actually lost the farm and his house and had to go to South America and fucking kind of coop for a while. And uh, It's sad that there's sharks like that in the fucking industry. You know what I mean? With me, you, and the people in chat like that are all here, good-heartedness and doing it with a passion and then they fucking the sharks lure us in and fucking chew us up spit us out and shit well that's what i mean like you get people that are investing money that want to invest in growers like us that understand what's going on how to grow the plant but it's it's not happening fast enough for them to make their money back and they expect within a year to two, they should have their invested money and money coming in. Like, they don't get that sometimes there's errors and there's mistakes that happen. And sometimes the plants aren't growing fast enough for you. And like, that's why there's always problems with between the investors and the growers is because the investors want things now and the growers know and understand what it takes to really get to that point. And they also know that there's shit that happens along the way. The investors can't have shit happen because then that's thousands of dollars that's lost if something happens to the crop. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a cycle. It's vicious. It's more than vicious. I just want to give a quick shout out to Kineos Genetics who's uh, checking out. Good night, yeah, guys. That's a great uh, breeder couple there too. Yeah, follow them on Instagram. That's another really good, if you've got, that's a long episode, so you don't have to get into the after sesh there, but uh, their cannabis story and uh, their honeymoon was an awesome story, man. A great listen to. Uh, that was like, a, I think as far as cannabis couples and passionate people go, that was like the one of the perfect honeymoons as far as... Uh, a great listen if you get a chance okay but uh sir i think it was uh sir Hulk or no it was uk sif who was kind enough uh to point out that it probably be a good time to uh try to fish for that sound bite if you uh huh, i'm embarrassed to know i've been watching top chat for about the last fucking hour or two that's hilarious uh, <laughs> uh 
uh, has pointed out uh, the sound bite. Have you, do you know what the sound bite is about there? Have you made, you probably not because uh, you might not have made it that far into the show. No, talk, tell me about it. Well, the sound bite thing is like it's like the old uh, 70s, 80s, uh, where the artist you kind of uh, comes on and gives like uh, identifies themselves in the station. You know what I mean? You remember those? Like welcome to Eagles Garden, something like that. But uh, I've been I, I've been trying to get everybody to do them from the beginning. Yeah. So basically, you know, you, you kind of get what uh, I'm getting there. I kind of want you to, you know, this is medically fit, and I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle, you know, something like that. You can embellish, you can dress it up, you can energize it as much as you want. You could be like, hey, I'll draft about it or whatever. I don't care. But uh, can I get that sound bite if you would? Yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping to at one point. Uh, I'm thinking around episode 100. I'm gonna string together a little video a of a bunch uh, of them together. Yeah, yeah, that's the goal. So this is medically fit on talking shit, or wait, it's fucking talking shit, right? Yeah, see, I gotta get that right shit with Eagle. Yeah, yeah, okay. Sound by two. Here we go. Hey, it's medically fit on fucking talking shit with Eagle Garden. That's awesome, too. You know what's funny? What I'm giggling about this for is it seems to be like um, an evolutionary stage into the show. Yeah. There's some great ones, like in the beginning, Lost Leaf's uh, another great soundbite because he put his soul into that fucking show. He worked like fucking 12 hours and then come on and did an excellent show with me. So I got to the sound bite, but at that point I wasn't really leading up to him. And uh, so I just threw it out there. I didn't even, you know, I'm like, Lost Leaf, can you just tell me where you are and, you know, what you're doing? And he's like completely fucking whooped, man. Fucking whooped. And he, you can see in his face, like, brother, what more do you want from me? He's like, I'm fucking fixing to defoliate. I'm smoking this joint. I'm at work. And I'm like, no, man, can I get a fucking sound bite? But the evolution of this is like the last, I don't know, six, um, there's been takes. There's been takes, like yourself. That's You're funny. just like, all right, take two. And some right. of them has went as far as like four this week. You know what I mean? So the takes have like, Something new to the show right now. That's funny, though, because it's like raw of like, oh, shit, I fucked up. Oh, shit, I forgot to get it. You know, like it's people in real life making mistakes. You know, it's it's comical. It's, it's like the outtakes, of, you know, when you watch at the end of a movie sometimes where they show some of those outtakes and all the screw ups. And... I enjoyed that. I mean, the only thing I heard closely i can compare it to and i'm jealous because Mendo really beat me to was the worldwide sesh the, where they're passing the joint that was fucking cool as fuck man i really enjoyed that video i thought that was awesome oh yeah did you see it you know what i'm talking about no i didn't see that one. Oh, it's uh like it's about three weeks old now they did yeah. like a worldwide sesh and what they did was uh video they asked the community to, to like 
film them hitting the joint and passing it like this off camera to where your arm went off camera. And then they looped them together to where, you know, and it was all directional right. too. It was all to the left. So the next guy grabbed from the right and passed it to the left. So I, yeah, yeah, it was, it was really good. Hats off to them. It was super cool. As well as a great, you know, song that went with it. But I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it's not that I get to catch all their videos, but yeah, no, there's had a few other videos years ago that uh, they did when they were up in the forest, and it was around a bunch of streams, and they had a bunch of their music to it. Dude, like when they did some of those videos, I was like, oh, dude, I could just sit here and smoke and watch this all day. Just so peaceful. I think one of my favorites from that genre was uh, I'm from the mountains is a good one from when they're in the Redwoods fucking rapping and shit. Yeah. Well, Eagle, should we call it? I'm starting to get a little tired after doing the dabs. <laughs> yeah. The Kagacha brother. Uh, yeah. It's starting to really make me tired. Well, you know, go, I'm going to go. I always do my sign offs to where I, you know, I actually go line by line and thank everybody in chat. Uh, yeah. Just something right. I like to do. But how was the, you know, overall, minus the fucking goddamn internet fuck ups, how, did you enjoy this? I mean, would you come back and hang out at another date? Yeah, this was a good time. Um, not, you know, like we were able to talk and keep it rolling the whole time. And, you know, even with the mishaps, it, we just still kept it going. Like, that's not an issue. Like, Brother, yeah. you have my deepest apologies. And I can tell you this much. Before you get that second invitation, there will be multiple fucking runs of the internet. Making sure. <laughs> yes, this will not happen to you again. You will have my undivided attention. No fucking mistakes. But I, I do. I sincerely thank you for you know. Uh, yeah, hopefully no you didn't. Wa- you're not walking away from this going, what an idiot. He should have fucking got his shit together before he fucking you know reached out to me. So no, no. Like I understand everybody has problems. Like uh, my buddy Dung Beetle, he was trying to get some stuff set up for Jinx Proof so they can go on and do some lives. And- he was having a hard time and I went over, was trying to help him and we thought we figured it out. Still, we had a hard time trying to get some of it straightened out. And yeah, so I understand completely. No. Also a friend of mine, Dunn Beetle. Good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've tried to get him on. Come on, talk about all the, the CBD stuff he's going and got going currently. And just uh, super busy at the moment. Oh, yeah. He... That life keeps him busy trying to help do a lot of the stuff with Jinx and the background stuff. That's another good one, in my my opinion, that kind of slipped through. Yep. Jinx or uh, Dung Beetle. Yeah. 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 That's why I keep trying to get him to get on, man. I I would love to see him do a reinsurgence of him into the community. Yeah. He sees more profitability with what he's doing instead of doing videos and being you know part of the the in front of the camera he'd rather be behind doing a lot of the work that he's doing kind of like Sid 
Yeah. He likes to do a lot of stuff behind the scenes more than in front of the camera like he used to. So. Yep. Again, uh, that's another friend that I've been reaching out to that, uh, you know, if anything, it, it, the community needs to be reminded of, uh, you know, who some of just, these people are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, they don't, neither one of them have to necessarily, uh, come Huge out and boys. start making videos again. They just need yeah. to pop up and, uh, make their mark again, let people, you know, Re-find out the work they've already did, or just reintroduce themselves. Yeah. Yep. So. All right. So maybe if you talk to him, maybe kick him in the ass and tell him, man, we'd love to have him over here. I'm fucking talking shit. Yeah, I'll t- send him a message tomorrow. See what he's up to, and uh, tell him, hey, Eagle wants you on. Fuck, talk shit with Eagle. I had a decent time, and uh, I think you might have fun over there. I would appreciate that more than you know. Yeah, I'll see what I can do, see if we can help get him on here for you. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much. I I didn't think you would go the gauntlet, and uh, you did. And not only that, you went above and beyond. So, um, you know, I had respect for you before, but even more so now, sir. Thank okay. you, and uh, you have a great night, and I know that – Early, early morning's coming for you, so you have an amazing tomorrow, sir. Yes, you too. We'll see everybody later and around YouTube and a lot of the chats. So, One more time, your Instagram, YouTube, and shit, so they can find that shit. Yeah, you guys check me out on YouTube. Uh, i got been posting quite a bit of videos lately. Check me out on Instagram, you know, posting pictures of the autos and the new ceilings, the Pound It and the Mendo Dope, and... Uh, yeah, that's kind of what we got going on. So check me out there. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. You guys have a great night, and we'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Later. Mr. Medically Fit, I can't thank him enough for coming on and uh, keeping the show going, dropping some knowledge, as well as giving us some uh, insight of into his earlier days, his life, who he is. You know, uh, pretty awesome. It's always awesome when uh, anybody comes on here and offers a spotlight into their world. Uh, I think that's huge. It's not something that any of us have to do or is owed, but uh, it sure does help uh, help us understand who they are and why we follow them. And uh, tonight was no exception. Uh, I was greatly impressed with meeting a medically fit you know i uh he was uh, a a greater personality than you know his videos uh let on you know uh he sometimes in some of them videos he's kind of super serious and i did not see that uh he had a very similar background like i did myself and uh again a whole new realm of respect for medically fit Oh, I did hope he had a, a genuinely hope he had a great time tonight and is will consider coming back at a later point because uh, it was phone. And I forgot to tell him it. he's uh, hopefully he's still listening medically. If you're uh, listening now that you've been on the show, of course, if shows do fall short and you're in chat, you're always welcome to pop in on somewhat of a panel show or rabbit hole or whatever you want to call it. Uh, We'd love to have you in on like a group chat as well. 
So thank you all the way around for everything you've done tonight. I want to thank everybody that uh, has, you know, toughed it out this week with this shitty internet and uh, hung it out. Still keep tuning in through this, uh, <laughs> this, uh, this crazy internet mess that I got going on. But I've talked to the internet people today, was super nice with them, and they assure me I will have a shiny new satellite dish with uh, a great signal for tomorrow night. And uh, hopefully this problem will be all gone. So with that being said, uh, tomorrow will probably be a panel show. I think that's what I'm gonna do is trying to get together a few greats in chat. Maybe Chris Mertz here, Gonja Grower, or a couple other great people. Uh, I did have a guest for tomorrow. Uh, who was it? Who was supposed to be? Oh, Miranda Family Farms was supposed to be here tomorrow. But they had something come up and uh, with the internet uh, going the way it was, and I wasn't sure if I was even going to have internet on Sunday so I thought it kind of be pointless to uh, line somebody up and not be able to fulfill on my end of the deal so I did not line up a backup for tomorrow night so it's going to be a tuck and roll night for tomorrow night maybe uh, I can throw together a panel show maybe a question a Q&A maybe just a rabbit hole episode maybe just me bammering smoking along and just showing up for a few minutes and letting hanging out with everybody that may just be but just a heads up for tomorrow chris mertz t1 production mr green pots uh medically fit of course jd's aldridge 25 uh slur how humble grower 420 organic ned denver mr green pots uh, so many great people tuned in tonight. There's still 43 people watching. UKSIF420, 43. I know I ain't going to see 43 names in this chat. If you want your shout out, please at least say goodnight in that chat. And I can double back to you in a minute. Aldridge25, DOA Grown Meds. Thank you very much for tuning in miss d's nugs i know i've seen her mr green pots diamond press co most hated grower was in chat tonight alberta canada boom farms was here uh cj apple was here early on uh, sequence three i remember seeing him skill bow 17 was here Oh, uh, who else do we have that's currently still in chat? Man, you guys that are in chat have dominated chat. As far as I can go back, bummer, because I had to refresh that window. So go a little bit from memory. Uh, of course, CJ, I seen uh, Jill Carter here tonight. Tara Wilson wasn't present, but I know she will watch. Um, Purple Green Thumb. Who else am I forgetting here? So many great people. Uh, having a big old brain, big old brain fart. Pedro's Grow Room, I can't forget that him for uh, tuning in and restreaming on Twitch. That is pretty awesome of him. And uh, 
the Dizzy Grower. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in as well. The American one. I know I forgot his shout out. Smiley Face Gardens. I did not see his name in chat tonight, but thank you, brother, for uh, tuning in and uh, doing what you do with the show. I appreciate you more than you know, brother. My condolences again go out to uh, Cannon Trooper and uh, uh, his uh, his grandma passing, Sergeant Pepper. 420 uh thank you for your time and everything you do hanging out in the chat uh hans warrior i did not get you but i'm glad you threw out your goodbye uh thank you all for tuning in night after night and uh hanging out as much as you do as long as you do it means a lot you know more than uh <laughs> it does it means a whole lot to me hanging out with you guys night after night uh I learned just as much from you guys as you do from me and this show. And uh, it always humbles me and means so much to see this community come together and support everybody night after night. Uh, Mystic Marks, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Uh, I can't wait to speak with you. <laughs> for, uh, you know, everybody for tuning in night after night and uh you know supporting everybody that means a lot it shows what kind of great people that you are and what great kind of great people are available in this community supporting one another and the content and each other you know it's huge this plant is uh the most most amazing binder i have come across in my life so you know Thank you so much in all aspects. I appreciate you guys. Help somebody out. Do something nice for somebody. It's worth your time. It's worth your effort. You know, everybody's worth. Everybody's worth it. You know, we're all the same on the inside. Some of us do well than better than others, and some of us care more than others. Let's be the people that care more than others. Do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness change lives. I say it every night. Majestic. I am sorry. Majestic. That's funny. I called. I've got a messed up myself. I've got a mystic grower and a majestic grower. And I flip flop them both. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, just my, my brain trying to catch as many and, uh, do as many as I can. I'm sorry if I fumble them up. You uh, deserve better than a, a fumble shout out. That's for sure. Much love to everybody that uh, tunes in night after night. Uh, I will be here one way or another. Somehow, some way. <laughs> if I'm not here, you can bet your ass I am doing everything I can. And I am trying to be here, so. This isn't a job. This isn't, uh, this is pure passion. This is love. I, don't <laughs> I love being here. I love hanging out. As long as I can do it, I will. You have my word on that. That being said, oh man, 417. It's hard not to hang out that last three minutes, but can't sit here and thank everybody for three more minutes, but. 
You guys have a blessed tomorrow. Get some rest. I'll be here tomorrow. Have an amazing Sunday night. Hey, Chris Mertz. Yabba dabba doobie. Good night. Peace.